Everybody to We Geek Podcast. Today is May 30th. We are on episode 141. My name is Adam. My name is Logan. And how's your week been, man? Oh, you know, Memorial Week working at a pizza place in a movie theater. So <laughs> Yeah. So, I imagine yeah. that's gotta be busy. Oh, it was so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys get any rain where you're at? Dude, it flooded downtown here. Oh like, wow. Like, bad like i mean they had to they were pulling people out in cars but do people still order pizza when it's crazy raining like that oh yeah oh hell yeah that's one of the that's one of the reasons i stopped delivering because people get mad because they're like what do you mean you know it's just raining i'm like guys these roads are flooded like if it gets it, it and i've and i've done this before back when i was driving more than i'm on production now like I, if it got so bad that I, if, if you could look out the front of the store and not see the street at the end of the parking lot, I was like, uh-uh, not doing it. Not happening. <laughs> no way. Yeah. And, uh, so, you know, I mean, that was fun, but no, I, it's, it, 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 it doesn't matter. People just look at it and go, well, I'm not going out in it. I got somebody else to go out in it. And Hey, if you're, if you're dumb enough to go out in this or you feel like, you're safe enough that's fine um but it's not because I, I i'm okay in the rain but it's other people that are the problem right like that's right. that's the problem there are so many people that just that they can't drive to begin with but oh my god if it sprinkles they freak out and then if it's like an actual downpour forget it just yeah just just forget it yeah man no, i oof, that's crazy yeah I, I i imagine during when it's raining like crazy that's man i I, I don't order pizza because then I think like whoever's delivering it has to now walk through the rain with the pizza. And mm-hmm. I don't know how it doesn't get, Oh, I guess they have it in the heating thing, but I just, that's the last thing I do, but it gets crazy here in Florida when it's raining. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And it was raining on and off all weekend, but we, you know, we, we totally missed that storm. We thought we were going to get like the outer banks of it or whatnot, yeah. but it, it was just like, you know, It'd rain for an hour or two, then it'd go away. Typical kind of Florida weather. If I had no idea there was a storm off the coast, I would just be like, oh, it's just another day in May, you know? Yeah, pretty much. Um, thankfully, though. Um, uh, but, yeah, no, I I can't complain. Had a good four-day weekend. I uh, went and saw Star Wars. I know you saw it last week, right? Yeah. So we'll talk about that at the end of the show. Um, spoiler alert, I liked it. Uh, there's some things I really liked about it. There were some things I think they could have done better, but overall I was, uh, I was, it, it, it met my expect- expectations and exceeded it. Um, cause I was expecting kind of a mess because of what was going on behind the scenes and whatnot. Um, but we'll talk all about that at the end of the show. Um, so yeah, if you've seen it, definitely pay attention to that or listen to us one at the end of the show if not you can totally skip it until you uh until you go out and see it but uh, but we'll talk all about that at the end of the show did you see any other movies no 
No. I mean, there's not really been anything out that that's interested me, really. Um, I don't even know anything else coming out that – I know Incredibles is coming out, but I'll probably catch that on Blu-ray. Really? Um, yeah, I don't really watch animated movies in the theater. Eh, that's – yeah, uh, yeah uh, that's fair, I guess. I can understand yeah. that. I'll probably see Spider-Man, if anything, because that just looks awesome to me. Yeah. But the Pixar movies, I always pick up and watch on Netflix or, you know, uh, sitting on the couch. It's just – it's a mixture of a few things. It's the the whole – everyone's kids are there. Yeah, that's I that's the big thing for me. It's like yeah. I just – because especially at a movie like that, you're going to be surrounded by four-year-olds. Right. And I'm just like, I don't want any part of that. So I can under, – I understand that one, yeah. Exactly. So I'd rather sit on someone's couch and relax and watch it and not not have to worry about that. Maybe their <laughs> kids, if anything, you know, but not yeah. not like an entire theater of kids. Um, but I mean, what Jurassic World and Ant Man are really the only ones that that I can think up off the top of my head um, that I want to see for the rest of the summer. I mean, what what else? What else is coming out? I mean, That's... those are those are your big ones. Um, yeah. I'll tell you what. There's a couple this this week that I'm actually kind of interested in. Um, Upgrade comes out this week, and it looks weird enough to be cool. Oh, I meant to say Venom. That yeah. reminded me. Well, that's in October. So that's, that's in October. Yeah. yeah, that's a long time. Yeah, Upgrade um, looks interesting. I don't know. I mean, I have Movie Pass. That's, I'm that's, sure I'll see all this. That's what I mean. Like Upgrade, yeah. I think is perfect for Movie Pass, and so is Action Point. Like, I'm actually kind of curious to, like, I want to watch this because it's been a while since we've had anything jackass, really. Oh, yeah. And this is, this is kind of like that, but in some aspects toned down. Right, uh, right. Which right. I think is fine. Because, like, I never liked the gross out stuff they did. That was where I was like, I don't want any of that. Like I didn't that, like the gross out stuff either. No, I, the stunts and the stupidity. Like, I, the, that's why, yes. that was why I loved Nitro Circus. Where they right. were just like, we're just going to build a ramp in the backyard and our one dude who's in a wheelchair is going to try to go around it. And, right. you know, he didn't make it, but damn, it was fun to watch him try. Right. But, I mean, that's that kind of stuff I love. I'll watch, I'll watch that like crazy. An action point looks like they just kind of injected that into a what would probably be a fairly boring narrative otherwise. Right, right, right. I remember reading about that park years ago. It's a true story. It's well, it's a scripted fun whatever story, but it's based off of a, tr- a park that actually existed that killed a ton of people, <laughs> which is crazy. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Uh, I it's, thought the only ridiculous based on a true story movie coming out this summer was Tag. No, it's called Action Park, which is why the 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 uh, the movie's called Action Point. Ah. Um, go look up Action Park. Um, on Wikipedia, there's probably a ton of documentaries, um, but it is, it was a real park. Uh, a lot of people died. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know exactly how many, um, I'm sure there's a, oh, actually I'm on the Wikipedia right now. Let's see, man, this is kind of, it gets dark. Um, okay. So I'm not going to go over the details, but there's one, two, three, four, five, six, deaths between 1980 and 1987 yeesh which makes this when i saw the movie it was a comedy based off that park i was like didn't like a ton of kids die there and they totally did 15 year old 19 year old 27 year old uh guy had a heart attack an 84 year old 
drowned in the wave pool. Like it, it, eighteen year, it just gets bad. And I'm like, what? It, it kind of, <laughs> when you see the trailer, it makes it see it in a different light. You're like, oh, this is. So I don't know how they, I don't know how they got away with that. I guess because they're not really referencing it. Like this is clearly somebody read that and said, man, this is really tragic. What would this have been like if nobody died? And I think that's the movie that they made. Pretty much. Yeah. Cause it's, it's exactly how like in the movie they're like, they're like, how can we get people to come here? Let's just make it crazy. And that's what they did is they, there was no regulation. They just went bananas and the, yeah. So it's going to be interesting. Um, yeah, see, I forgot about that movie. There's so many that I've just forgotten about because the ones that I wanted to see, Deadpool, Solo, Avengers, are, they're kind of gone now. Um, but uh, I don't know. I want the movie. I want them to slow down for you, though. <laughs> I want, Dude, I want you to have I, it's, some it's gonna nice, sl- relaxing weekends. <laughs> it's going to slow down over the next two weeks because this is all we've got out right now. And yeah. I mean, so, you know, Solo is going to fall off hard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. You got Incredibles coming out now, right? Yeah, but that's in three weeks. That's it. Yeah, it's not for another. Wait, hang on. The third, because this is the third. Then uh, tenth. Okay. So yeah. No, not the third. The second. First. First. Eighth. Fifteenth. So I've got two two weekends yet before I have to worry about this. So what were everyone? What was everyone seeing? Because I know Solo opened pretty low from what they were expecting um i called what, it <laughs> you definitely called it uh what i mean what did you notice an increase in people there i will t- i'll tell you i'll tell you what on monday we had you know we had people there for solo Obvi- you know mm-hmm. that was obviously our biggest draw you know what our second biggest draw was what avengers yeah people are still going to that in like we had, yeah like it had been de- like you know last week of course was all or a week before was all deadpool and like avengers had just kind of died out like mm-hmm. everybody was going to see deadpool and then this of course this past weekend it was solo and then you know i thought well, all right fine you know it's gonna be solo and then deadpool and then and then avengers maybe or actually maybe even book club because book i'm serious man book club has been doing business like yeah. no joke, but, but Avengers last night was, or yeah. Cause we do this on Tuesdays so on Monday night was big. Like I'm a lot of people were really coming out for Avengers. I was surprised. Yeah, man. Word of mouth. Uh, everyone that's come out of Avengers that I know personally has loved it. And even if they've had issues with some of the films or some of the, you know, the, they, they might. You know, I, a lot of my friends are cynical and they'll, they'll say, well, a lot of those movies are starting to feel the same or blah, 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 even though they're not. We've gone over that. But they, I think in their head, they're just like, oh, another superhero movie from Marvel. And when they went and saw Avengers, it just shut them up. They were just like, oh, my God, that was phenomenal. Um, and then, yeah, so I, I don't know. I, that, that thing still has crazy legs uh, moving forward. Yeah, it's and and I mean it's it's doing all right, you know, to to jump into the box office some. I mean, it's you know, sitting third with with a little over 21 million after the the kind of decline it's had. I mean, that's it 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 tracks, but I I'm surprised that it didn't fall off more than it has. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's got what 1.5 billion worldwide now. God, is that? I thought it was getting closer to two. Uh, I'm not sure. I don't have the I don't have the newest numbers in front of me. I can 
dig oh, them up okay. real quick. But yeah, uh, it's 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 crazy how it's been been plugging away. Yeah. But yeah, dead I mean of course, you know, Deadpool took a pretty big chunk. Yeah, uh total estimated worldwide about one point nine. So okay. just just short of two billion. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> it's just it's insane. It's absolutely yeah. insane. And Deadpool is Deadpool a billion dollar franchise now? I uh, is it? Did, did Deadpool, has Deadpool Deadpool two hasn't made a billion dollars by itself? No, no, no. But I'm saying as a total, as oh, a franchise. oh, total. I'm sure it has. Oh yeah, okay. I'm sure it has. Hell, this one's made almost half a billion. It's at four, that's what it, it's that's at four ninety seven. Like the first it, one had to have made. Oh yeah, it always makes me laugh when I I read that when I when I was well I'm sorry I shouldn't say always but when I was reading the articles about Deadpool two not opening as good as the first one I thought that is gonna be a billion dollar franchise by the second week you know how many studios would love to say that they have a billion dollar franchise with two films for yeah the first Deadpool worldwide about seven eighty three yeah and so with the second one the second one's domestic alone puts it over the top almost. Yeah. So it's yeah, it's it's sitting at about one point two, one point three billion between those yeah. two films, which is awesome. That's, yeah, that's madness. That's they need to get nuts. on the 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 uh, oh the X Force movie like yesterday. They need to start it immediately. I you know it's it it just makes sense. Yeah, I do it uh, before all the deals go down because then you don't know what's going to make a delay. You know what I mean? You, you don't know all the transition and there could be a lot of stuff that's delayed with that. I would get, I would get on it now if I was them. I, you know, I, that's, it's not a bad idea. And I imagine, you know, Fox is still moving forward with their plans as if there is no, no right. deal with anybody in the future. So, you know, I mean, they're, they're not worried about, about any of that. Right, right, right. They 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 know what they know what money is and they know where to oh. find it. They're, they're not yeah. stupid. Oh yeah. So what did Solo open up to? Solo for four day. Now I'm doing four day totals. Um, I had set the bar at 110 million. Yeah. And I think I even thought that was going to be three day, and I still took the under. Yeah. Four day weekend, it made 103 million thereabouts. Yeah. That's... So definitely underperformed yeah. for a Star Wars movie. For yeah, I'll say. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't like. I saw a lot of, man, I saw a lot of articles that were like, "Is this is the end? Are they going to just total freak out mode?" I I love looking at those articles because <laughs> it shows me who actually pays attention to things and who doesn't. Right. Like if you're, I, I'm sorry, if you're writing for any website and you're looking at this and you're like, does this spell doom for Star Wars? Get, quit. Fire these people and hire me. Because I'm just, yeah. I'm sorry. It, it, this is, that whole narrative is just stupid. Oh my God. One movie didn't do, you know, $250 million its opening weekend. Big right. deal. This is a, this is a bump in the road that, that Disney themselves has said they're going to fix. <laughs> Like absolutely, I'm even just... Kotaku put out an article titled "Everyone Needs to Calm Down About the Solo's Box Office Performance." Thank God, God, jeez, yeah. I'm looking at Cause... Kotaku being the voice of reason. Oy, <laughs> For like... real. <laughs> and the thing is, it they had a they had a budget, I think, of like 300 million, and then uh, 
to top it off all the reshoots and everything probably was 500 million i'm thinking i I think i think it'll total out around that yeah so it it actually probably won't turn a profit until until the uh uh because i mean it'll it'll take past the home video deal too well well, that's what that's what i'm saying is that it's star wars it has legs it will sell like crazy on blu-ray and digital the merchandise all the toys all the stuff uh, to me there's some lessons here and this is not just for lucasfilm or disney especially disney though do not release three or four films within a four week or five week time period amen I mean, maybe it's three that they've done. It's going to be Avengers, Solo, and Incredibles. And it's too close. It's way too close. On top of that, you have Deadpool and everything else. Well, um, and, stick and, to December. Stick and, to December. And Ant-Man comes out th- oh, yeah. two weeks after The Incredibles? Yeah. it's Three weeks, it's, something like that? It's ridiculous. That, that, to me, is one of the biggest problems that I can see. Obviously, the reshoots... They, they they pulled the trigger. They they had to do that. They they knew it was going to cost them, but they wanted to save the film. You know, there was reports that it was more like Ace Ventura, and they were going off script. And I don't think I would have enjoyed that. Um, you know, I don't think I would have enjoyed it. Uh, definitely not as much as what I, I just I can't see that. Um, you know, in that kind of movie. So uh, they had to do what they had to do, um, and. I don't know. I, I think that sucks that it's getting it's, it's getting a lot of bad press about that. And the people who <laughs> they think it's because of the Last Jedi, I I, I doubtful. Uh, I, I guarantee you, when when Episode Nine comes out, it's going to do crazy numbers as well. Yeah, it's it's going to dominate. As this, yeah. you know, I mean, you you you've been saying since day one this should have been Christmas. This should have been Christmas. Solo should have been this Christmas. And you're absolutely right. Yeah, you're, it's you're... too close to the last one. Because even like my some of my friends and family member who just – they don't – you know, the, most of the world does not pay attention to this stuff. They only kind of hear about it and then they go about their business and then they kind of judge going by that. And most people thought, well, didn't one just come out? Exactly. Uh, like, well, oh, this one's about Han Solo. So, so immediately it's a film about a character that we all love but it's a prequel. So that's kind of a, I think that's one mark against it that, that in the minds of the casual viewer, they're probably thinking, oh, okay, well, that's not, that's not necessarily something I need to go out and see because it's going to push something forward. That's like a, it's a, it's its own sequel. So it's a smaller story. And then you shove it in between some of the biggest films this summer, like literally next door to some of the two biggest films this summer. All of that was going against it. And then all the behind the scenes stuff. So if anyone caught word of that, they're probably going to be like, I don't know. The, the biggest uh-huh. the biggest strike against Solo was that Deadpool came out last week. That yeah. was like that was it. It was a week after Deadpool. That was right. the that was the worst thing facing it box yeah. office wise. Yeah, not. No, there's no doubt in my mind. Yeah, they should have, you know, with all the reshoots and stuff, they should have pushed it to December given it time to breathe give you know but I, I i think they were maybe afraid because of all the bad press that it would just be months and months of more and more stories or whatever um but i i i, I agree man i think that if they would have put out in december nothing around it 
you know, it's Christmas time for the last two years. When it gets Christmas time, it feels like it gets Star Wars time. That's when all the family's ready to go. I know people who are way more willing to go see movies in that time period than they are in this time period because – I don't know. Maybe I'm weird, but when it's this time, I want to go out and do something. I don't want to go sit in a movie theater. Yeah. No, we were um, like, I, you know, we were not Christmas busy. Like we, we were good. We were good and solidly busy for a Monday, but right. I mean, you know, it was like an extra weekend night. Mm-hmm. It wasn't some spectacular, you know, Christmas was hell. Like, I mean, right. it's, it's yeah. a whole different ball game. And there's, there's a little bit of a history of, of Memorial day, not being, Memorial Day is not this, like, golden egg weekend. Like, yeah, you yeah. get a little bump from that Monday, but it's not it's not some kind of, like, this will be the thing that pushes it over the top. No, it's, 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 there's a, there's a history behind, like, that's not really how it works. No. To me, it's going, I mean, I guess just because of the region I live in, it's, it's wanting to go outside and go on the water or do something where it's, 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 it's finally starting to feel like summer. Um, in most places, right? Not uh, it feels like summer here all the time, but you know what I mean. Like it, it I don't know. I, I just I I, hmm. I wanted the best for it, but you know, uh, I, I was afraid you were going to be right. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm sorry that I was. I, yeah. I really am. But and the I thing mean... was, it was a good movie. The, what's crazy is my friends who did not like the Last Jedi loved this. Really. Yeah, it was the complete opposite reaction. In fact, almost all of them, there was like three or four of them that I know did not. I shouldn't say that there was level. There's there's levels to it. Some of them really did not like The Last Jedi. Some of them thought it was okay. Um, a lot of my friends loved The Last Jedi, but the ones who I'm saying didn't or were mediocre with it absolutely loved this. They were like, this is what I've been this is what I wanted. I wanted a fun adventure movie. I wanted, you know, to, to have fun and I guess they did they did not have fun with the last Jedi because it was Luke Skywalker and him on the island and it wasn't the Luke Skywalker they were expecting uh you know what I mean yeah um it what that wasn't fun to them where where and, and that movie made them think you know what I mean it made them go well why why is this have why why are these relations why is this happening why is this you know it was it was more of a film to unpack where this was just like Oh my God! They're they're talking about the Kessel Run. They're doing the Kessel Run. They're doing this. They're talking about these planets. They're playing Sabak. Um, you know, it was just I don't know. Just some of my friends who went and saw it. I I was just that was one thing that I noticed is that the ones who did not like the Last Jedi loved this, um, which is crazy to me. But well, I mean, this is more of and again, it's a little more comfortable in that sense. What do you want to see in a movie about Han Solo? Well, we want to see him be reckless and gamble and mm-hmm. hang out with Chewie. Okay, yeah. that's what that's what you got. Like, I mean, that's I you oh, know, yeah. and I, I I enjoyed the hell out of it. I thought it was great. And we'll we're, we're oh, yeah. are we going to talk later? But oh like, yeah, was... yeah, definitely. And I agree with you 100%. It was it was like I said at the beginning, it, it, it exceeded my expectations. And that's, I mean, I can't ask for more. Um, and with, especially with all the stuff going on behind the scenes, I, this should have been a disaster. Uh, and I'm not talking about box office numbers or anything like that. I mean, actually just viewing the film. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, and it was, it, it, it was great. Um, so I don't know. 
but <laughs> but I don't know. I thought that was funny. So, um, but yeah, that's so. Those are kind of the box office numbers. Were there any ones we missed on there? Uh, Deadpool. Yeah, pretty much all of them. Um, okay. <laughs> and we talked about some of the movies coming up. Um, yeah, I, man, I'm I'm excited to see Venom. I'm more excited to see Venom than Ant Man for some reason. I, well, because I mean, Ant Man. I, I, look, for as much as I enjoyed the first Ant Man, which I did, I'm just not hyped for the sequel. And yeah. it, it, by all accounts, it looks like a better movie. I'm really stoked to see what Evangeline Lilly's going to do. Because mm-hmm. she's yes. a badass. And it's only, like, that's only going to make that film better. No yeah. doubt. But I, you know, I'm just, I'm just not hyped about it. And, you know, I'll go see it and I'm sure I'll enjoy it. But I'm not, like, super excited for it. Venom is something that, that we haven't seen. I get, we get a lot of people that walk by, I'll notice when people walk by the poster. And they'll see mm-hmm. it, and they're, and they're immediately, you can tell, like, people who know a little bit about Venom are kind of like, oh, that looks cool. But people who know Venom will look at that poster, and they'll and they'll freak. Yes. Because they're like, yeah. oh, my God, that that looks right. Like, it's, yep. and I'll tell you what, I, I liked the poster the first time I saw it, but seeing the response that it keeps getting, it was a brilliant design. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I just thought, I was like, oh, yeah, that looks pretty cool. But seeing uh, what it's gotten from people, I'm like, okay, I you got you guys got this one right, no doubt. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I love that poster too. I saw it again over the weekend. <laughs> um, yeah. No, Ant Man. I mean, I'm you, you're absolutely right. I'm excited to see what 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 she does in the film. I'm excited to see Lawrence Fishburne and his character. I'm excited for the newer characters. Um, something we haven't seen. Um, and it's I know it's gonna be funny, and I know we're we're probably gonna walk out. We're probably gonna enjoy it. Um, but it's not like the first one where it was like, okay, we haven't seen this before. Um, so yeah, so we'll, you know, we'll see. Um, but man, yeah, Venom. Uh, I keep forgetting it's in October, but that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but we did happen to get some movie news this week. Yeah, we got, uh, we got a little, some of it kind of interesting. Maybe, I don't know if it's your kind of thing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I couldn't even finish out of this straight face. Yeah. So James Mangold is going to write and direct the Boba Fett movie. Yes. And that's oh. a fantastic choice. Oh, yeah. And if you're not familiar, he's the one who did Logan. Yes. Yeah. So I, yeah, I can't, uh, I, can't I can't agree more. Um, I, I think that that is the perfect pit, uh, perfect. Now, now let me ask you this because I know my answer. I knew the second I was asked this. But do you think in any way, shape, or form, the performance of Han Solo affects the production of this movie? I, I think I think yeah. Like I mean I think kind of duh, but I'm not sure how. No, I, let me let me let me rephrase that. I'm sorry, because that wasn't what I was asked. Okay. Do you think it stops this movie? No. Okay. So my answer was absolutely no. Yeah. No, um, there's no way. They they're gonna move forward, no question. Right, right. Um they may they may scale it down. Um, and that may be part of why they picked James Mangold because Logan is a very, it's not an effects heavy movie, right? It's a very practical kind and of I, film, and it's, I think people are wait wanting that honestly. Yes, I agree, and I think that's a better fit for Boba Fett. Yes, yeah. as, as silly I think, as that uh, Obi-Wan sounds, Obi Wan Kenobi too. Yeah, I think it's a be- a much better fit for Obi Wan Kenobi because I mean Boba Fett is more more gadgets and space travel, and you know it's mm-hmm. going to be more it. it, it 
Obi-Wan. it can't be down and gritty and Tatooine. Give us some movies on Tatooine. Yeah. Um, even though there's a lot of them on Tatooine, but <laughs> you know what I mean? Give us the Obi. I, uh, this is what I want. And, oh man, we can't talk about it right now. Can we? No, I don't think we can. No, we'll oh, talk no, about we it can't. at the end. Yeah. But what I will say is that, cause this isn't really a spoiler because you know, Boba Fett and Han Solo and Obi-Wan Kenobi share the same universe. Um, but I want their movies to be, uh, uh, like intertwined, if that makes sense. Yeah, mini... I want them to be all in this, and they would all be in the same time period, right? Yeah, more than like unless Boba Fett takes place after he escaped the Sarlacc pit. I no, see, I I see it more before because yes. he he died in the Sarlacc pit, and that's the end of that. But and, I think, <laughs> and if I was Disney, I would put all of these movies in their own little shared. I, I hate saying shared universe because obviously it's all the shared same stuff. But what I mean is like this little pocket of time. Yes. I want to see fleshed out with all of these characters and all their own movies. I Agre- mean, I, you don't even have to do, I guess I would like to see a solo two, of course, solo two or three. But if you had these all kind of as their, their own thing, that would be phenomenal. Yeah. I think. No, I totally um, agree. Yeah. Cause they could talk about and mention things that are happening you know, at the same time frame, and then of course we heard rumor uh, of a Lando movie being being pushed forward, but who knows now? Um, I think they're definitely going to come to the table, think about a lot of things. How did this? You know, why why did this movie do what it did? Hopefully, moving forward, they make the right decisions about let's do you know stick to one a year and put it out at Christmas time and go from there. Uh, and maybe do a better job with who they get to make the film, I guess. Um, they're doing – I mean they have the top talent in the world right now in all their all their films. But whatever happened with Solo, they need to make sure that doesn't happen again. Well, because I mean we had it with episode nine. I mean we've had – you know, this is not the first Star Wars movie in recent memory that's had – production issues and director right. changes and a lot of behind the scenes drama and well that's what yeah you're absolutely right that did is that's what happened with episode nine they didn't like the script yeah they didn't think that it was good enough so they got what you know uh, most people a lot of people think is the best of the new film franchise the the force awakens and they put jj on it because he's a safe bet when it comes to star wars um uh, and now, I mean, I, I don't even know the, the 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 map in front of me. I'm thinking in my head, but 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 bear with me. The map in front of me of who is on what f- moving forward with Star Wars is still kind of blurry. <laughs> we have the James uh, Mangold for Boba Fett. Um, nothing official about Obi Wan Kenobi, but we all think that's going to happen. Well, they had to. There was somebody attached to that a while back. And I think that's still the same. I'm going to look that up right. here. And there technically was someone attached to Boba Fett, but then he did Fantastic Four. Right, yeah. Well. Yeah, and that <laughs> bombed. Yeah. Um, Han Solo was always going to happen. Even George Lucas was in talks to with this Han Solo movie. He actually did a scene in this movie. Yeah, he, he directed did. a scene, um, which was cool, I thought. Um, but we all knew Han Solo was going to happen. Um, but anyway, we have the, we have the Boba Fett. The Obi-Wan Kenobi, technically Boba Fett isn't official yet, right? It's just Hollywood Reporter reported that he's attached to write and direct. I, I think it's it's you know, it's kind of that thing of like it's basically official. It's not it's, it's not official. rumored 
It's it's like we're reporting this as a thing, but it's not it's not Disney official. Disney didn't way. come out and say it, yeah. Right. Um, Obi Wan Kenobi uh, is definitely something we think is they're working on too. Um, the you know they came out and said they want to do a Lando movie. Um, and they would be stupid if they didn't child, you know, Donald Glover, childish Gambino, one of the hottest people on the planet right now, you know, to, yeah. to put into any project. Um, so those, those are three films. Then we have the Ryan Johnson films, correct? He's got three of them. He's got a trilogy deal. Yeah. Yes. And then we have the guys from game of Thrones. Yep. Uh, was it, uh, Benny and Weiss? Yes, and are they doing a TV show or their own? They're doing their own, I think, trilogy of films as well. Okay, so we have three films that are Boba Fett, Obi-Wan Kenobi, and possibly um, Lando. Then we have two other trilogies, right? Yeah, basically. So, like, I'm trying to wrap my brain around this. (laughs) Uh, So I guess my guess... Well, who do you think is going to do 10, 11, and 12? Or do you think they stop with that numbering entirely? I, I think that, that that's going to be something that they're not going to do. I think they're going to leave the main sequence idea, like the the Skywalker and Rey legacy and all that stuff. I think they're going to leave that for a while. I think the guys who do Game of Thrones are going to do 10, 11, and 12. I, I just, I think maybe you stop numbering them. Unless, so you think it goes to like Star Trek? Uh, what do you? What, what was one of the films that came out? Oh God, Into Darkness or something. Into like Darkness. That. So th- they basically just drop the number and they call it like Star Wars instead of like Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. It's just Star Wars: The Phantom Menace. Yeah, I think they go go that road with it, unless because okay. I mean, unless they're gonna continue to tell that, you know what I mean? Not tell those characters' story. But mm-hmm. specifically, like, oh no, it is a sequel to Episode Nine. Yeah, I think it's just gonna be it. I th- I do think it's just gonna be Star Wars, whatever. Um, okay. And the uh, the uh, Stephen Daldry is attached to Obi Wan. He okay. has he has directed uh, the uh, upcoming Wicked, um, adapt the film adaptation for Wicked. He directed Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close. He directed The Reader. And hmm. the hours, uh, I've never seen any of these. And Billy Elliot, so it's he's he's also done a lot of stage. He's done a ton of stage stuff. Okay. Um. So it's I, I don't know. It's interesting. I I think that that James Mangold might have been better a better choice for an Obi Wan movie, considering the similarities right. between that and Logan. Yes. Um, but, you know, I not to say he, he'll do a bad job with Boba Fett. Well, I just... it's, it's funny you say that because Obi-Wan Kenobi is more Logan and Boba Fett is more Wolverine. That's true. That's a fair <laughs> point. No, that's a good point. Because, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that, uh, you know, it's... It, oh, man. I, we'll talk about it later, but I hope <laughs> these movies definitely intertwine. I want to see different characters pop in to each other's movies. Um, and then... Oh man, it's just the the and then on top of that we have the television show that's going to take place in the same time period. Um, or no, actually it takes place after Return of the Jedi, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. Okay. It's okay. at the it's at the other break. It's at the other break. Gotcha. Okay. Which is also an awesome time period. So, um, 
Okay, yeah, see, I was thinking it was the same, but no, it's not. Okay, so that's good, that's good. Man, it, there's a lot of Star Wars coming. I'm excited. Um, I don't want to hear any of these articles about fatigue, because after seeing Solo, honestly, I wanted more. I just wanted them to be smart about it, is all. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I want them to do good, and I wanted to... Uh, I didn't walk out of it going, you know what? I think I'm done with Star. Like, I come on, get out of here. I remember when the thing we looked forward to the most was Star Wars Detours, and it was going to be an animated thing on <laughs> Cartoon Network, and that's all we had to look forward to, yeah, nothing else. And it was so sad. That was the thing that George Lucas came out at, at celebration and surprised everybody. And I was in attendance, so that was awesome to be in the same room. And that was it. That was the big news. And to think now we're talking about all of these movies and TV shows, I could not be more excited. Yeah. You know, I, that, I, I hate turning on the television and there's nothing there. Yeah. I'm even getting tired of like the flash and stuff like that. Uh, I, I want something different and I don't know. Yeah. I, I can't wait. And uh, uh, Favreau's star Wars show is actually going to take place between uh, empire and Jedi. Are you sure? Yes. It takes place officially as they have said, uh, seven years after the Battle of Yavin, which puts it a couple of years before Jedi. Mm. So the 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 um so, so that's uh, Shadows of the Empire time period. Yes. Yeah, they're about. Yeah. Okay. Um. Don't hmm, don't get my hopes up about that. Don't even start. <laughs> Man, IG-88 is just going to be crazy in that show. <laughs> how many, many stuff? Uh, just wait till later when we start doing other Star Wars video game references. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, we're going to talk about I, that. <laughs> I asked someone uh, a while ago, I was like, has anyone ever really beaten Shadows of the Empire? Has anyone ever truly beaten IG-88? Because, man, that's... That took some uh, endurance <laughs> to yeah. get through. You're not kidding. Oh, man, that fucking droid. Um, yeah, you're <laughs> right. I mean, seven years after the Battle of Endor. Um, no, no, hold on. What I'm reading here, exclusive, John Favreau takes place seven years after the Battle of Endor. Uh, now between I saw... Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens. Now, I saw Battle of Yavin. This is the official report. Okay, well, that makes more sense then. I mean, that because yeah. I thought it would have been a weird. Okay, yeah. Okay, so yeah, but, but you know, hey, fine, either way. Hey, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> don't get me wrong, I'll take that too. That puts it, you know, that's more like the end of Lost Stars territory, kind of. Exactly. A little later yeah. than that, but yeah. No, that makes a lot more sense. Yes. Um, this is, you know, we, the, this is like uncharted territory um, for a lot of the stuff. Um, right? Because the, the Lost Stars goes up to that, but it kind of jumps to to uh the battle of uh oh what's the planet the sandy planet my mind just going blank uh jakku jakku yeah so yeah this is gonna be when so seven years suppose like seven years old or no he's like six years old at that point in time um so yeah that's gonna be that's gonna be interesting um and who knows i i'm sure all of this will be announced next year or you know, they'll have stuff for it at celebration. Yeah. Cause there's a ton of stuff. There's a ton of stuff that's just like on the verge of being officially announced. And I imagine that's when it will all be shown <laughs> and whatnot. Um, but that's awesome. Um, 
Oh man, I've totally lost my place here. <laughs> oh, we'd Where only we gotten at? through Star Wars. <laughs> oh yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um. Uh. So. So they're talking about doing the Spawn movie. Um. And they got someone to play Spawn. Jamie Foxx is apparently going to star in the reboot, which I'm shocked that they got Jamie Foxx. Is that really he? The last comic book thing he does is Electro. So you go with shocked. Seriously, the movie (laughs) is being written, produced and funded by Todd McFarlane on a on on a ten million dollar budget, which is going to be how much Jamie Foxx costs. That's what I'm saying. At like, least. I'm shocked like, that they were able to get Jamie, uh, Academy Award-winning Jamie Fox. <laughs> I mean, he, he must have read the script and really, really liked it. I mean, that's <laughs> that's all I'm. That's all I know. Yeah, I mean, that's crazy. Um, uh, yeah, no, I was expecting an unknown, complete unknown for this. Sure. I mean, that would have made more sense. Totally. It would have made total more sense because you don't actually see Jamie Foxx unless this is like a, a prequel to spawn <laughs> and it's just him and it's none of the stuff until the very end. <laughs> How bad would that be? It'd be awful. But I mean, the, yeah. the flip side is we get Topher Grace's Venom which was, you know, all Topher Grace and no Venom. Right. It was like, oh, it, it, it keeps pulling the symbiote off his face because, you know, more screen time for whatever reason. You know, I don't know if that was him or if that was director's oh. choice, whatever. I don't know. But it was like, it, we're not supposed to see... You, you don't take the mask off, damn it. Right. Like, yeah. You know. Right. Oh, well. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Um... But yeah, um, let's see here. So we got that. Um, I'll let you take this next one. Yeah, um, I'm very, very excited about this. Uh, (laughs) When I read this, I did a little happy dance because I read it on a break at work and everybody looked Mm -hmm. at me like I was crazy. Uh, Transformers, the the one, they're calling it Transformers 7 because I guess they're counting Bumblebee as Transformers 6. Okay. For some reason. I don't know. It's Paramount. That's the way they organize their stuff, I guess. Um, they have pulled that film from their release schedule. They haven't moved it. They haven't bumped it. They have pulled it. Uh, so it looks like after Bumblebee, there will not be a continuation of the current Transformers saga. Halle freaking Louie. There you go. It's, there, there were, there was rum, there was some rumbling a while back that after Bumblebee, they were actually going to reboot it. And I think that's where this is headed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So as long as they keep Michael Bay far and well and truly distant from it, um, it'll be fine. (laughs) Yeah. So, hey, you know, that's good. Good news. Hopefully they go back to the drawing table and think about what they're going to do with that franchise. Because it's not, you know, they could totally make an awesome Transformers film. That's the crazy thing. They could. It's not It's not a terrible thing. Like, they have the, and it doesn't have to be like a complete reboot in the sense, um, you know, they have all the stuff they need. They just need to put some good, some good talent on it and yeah. make it, you know, honestly, a smaller Transformer film like that one with John Cena coming up doesn't sound as terrible as the rest of the movies that I've seen in that franchise. You know what I mean? Maybe a smaller film is better. Agreed. That, that I definitely agree with. Yeah. Um, if they're going to make it a crazy big, whatever thing, 
get away from Michael Bay. It's just that that does not work seven films for seven films long. Yeah. Um, it didn't work two films long. No. I mean, I saw the when I saw the first one, I thought, okay, there's something to play with here. That was kind of cool. It was the first time you see that on the big screen. Right, yeah. Um, and then after that, it's like, what happened? <laughs> um, you know, maybe they'll give it to J.J. Abrams to reboot. I shouldn't say that. <laughs> Man, I mean, he's done everything to hell. Huh? <laughs> really I would not be surprised. Dude, I'm telling you right now, I would not be surprised at all if, like, in a year from now, like, at Comic-Con, <laughs> they announce the next Transformers movie and they bring J.J. out on stage. As was, much as he's like, guys, I'm, like, I get Star Wars pulling him in. You know what I mean? Who would not? Well, yeah, it's, it's, that's it's the Star one Wars. franchise where it's like, as much as you say you don't want to reboot another series that's the one that's yeah. that's <laughs> but after that i could see him turning down transformers but i would like you said i would not be surprised if we hear that news oh man <laughs> but um <laughs> yeah but um so there you go so rejoice if you um were sick of the transformer series and you want them to because they're not going away we know they're going to make more but oh, i think yeah. they're just gonna you know switch it up which is good um, we got some Hunchback of Notre Dame news. Yeah, so Idris Elba is going to direct, star, and compose the soundtrack for the Netflix film. Whoa, he's going to compose it. I that what does that mean? That it what well, means he's going to you know write and design the the, the music for it. But I, okay, okay. I, so I know what you, like I know when... what you meant. But <laughs> yeah, I'm like what? <laughs> and then I thought, is this kind of like how they got P. Diddy to do the WWE video game soundtrack? Yeah, right. No, it's, I mean? it's like what do they mean by that? No, it's it's not curating. Like he's apparently going to score thing. the film. He's going to score. That's awesome. Hey, why not? <laughs> I you know I sure we'll go for it. Why yeah. If we're watching the film and we're like, that doesn't sound right, we'll know why. <laughs> right. Oh, well, you know, here we go. We found one thing that Idris Elba can't do, you know. Right. We've God, got, that's true. Yeah, that's right? True. We've got to find something eventually, man. Like, he's <laughs> good at everything. There's got to be something he can't do. He can even manage an office in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> he's done it. He's done it all. Um. I'm going to let you take this one because I saw you post it earlier. Man, okay. So, Paramount Paramount Players, which is a division of Paramount Pictures that is working a little more in, I I don't know, like they're doing a lot of like the Nickelodeon films and stuff like that. They're doing like the Are You Afraid of the Dark film and that kind of stuff. That Um, makes sense. Yeah. They... I'm I'm with I'm 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 with 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 my buddy Aaron who was was posting in our group. I think they lost the bet. So they got stuck with the rights mm-hmm. to creepy crawlers. Now, for anybody who's thinking about this and they're trying to to remember like, oh, I think I've heard that before. Um it was basically a boy's version of an easy bake oven. It right. made little gummy bugs for you to eat. Right. They're going to make a freaking movie around that somehow. So this is how I see it. Okay. I want to hear this pitch. Go for it. They get a haunted creepy crawler machine. Okay. And it creates these crazy creepy crawlers that attack them and come to life at night. I That's that's pretty much about the only way you could do it. Yeah. Uh, if Who they, knows? If they Jack tried Black to... will be in it. Yeah. <laughs> 
Don't even joke, man. Don't even joke. Okay, Kevin Hart and The Rock will be in it. Don't e- no, don't you start. You say these things and then they happen. Okay, I'm sorry. Will Ferrell will be in it. <laughs> you know one of those things are going to happen. Yeah, it really is. Like, which of these is it going to be? Oh, right. Uh, maybe John Cena. Who knows? <laughs> Oh man, yeah. Ugh. Okay, all right. You know, I don't, I don't know what they could do with that. It's just I could see one going crazy because it's haunted and it creates a whole bunch of creepy crawlers. And who knows? Maybe some kid will like it. Um, kids like the craziest things these days. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. <laughs> uh, one of my friends' house, her kid was watching um, that movie that you said was pretty good. It was the Baby Genius or something. Oh, uh, Boss Baby, Boss Baby, but it was a TV show on Netflix. Yeah, they was like, oh, this is a, this is a movie I heard about, and they corrected me real fast. <laughs> it's a TV show. <laughs> yeah, they, I was like, okay. Yeah, Net Netflix did a because they've done that with a lot of DreamWorks stuff. Like they've got a How to Train Your Dragon TV show, and there's I think there's a couple others. But, yeah, uh, there's a ton of just shows that she just turns on Netflix Kids and they pick whatever, and so. They were just watching episode after episode, and I was like, "Oh, okay, this makes sense." Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, creepy crawlers, <laughs> the movie, theater near you. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, we don't have much TV news this week. Um, but you go ahead and take this. Here. Yeah, really, all we uh, really like the only thing that I could find was uh, was some Watchmen news, and it was just a, a list of people who have who have joined the cast. Okay. Um, and it's Regina King, Tim Blake Nelson, Louis Gossett Jr., Adelaide Clemens, Andrew Howard, and Don Johnson. Okay. Which is such a – it's like somebody played Mad Libs. <laughs> yeah. I'll be honest. I don't recognize a lot of those names. I, I, I don't either off the top of my head, but it's just – it's it's really strange. And I mean – Don Johnson, really? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know who a lot of these people are going to play. Um, well, because I mean, here's the thing: it's a, it's, it's one of these things of like, it's a, a long distance sequel to Watchmen. It's, right. It's contem- It's going to be set like contemporary ish times. Okay. But it's going to be it's going to be contemporary in relation to the Watchmen universe. Right, I understand that they're not doing it. I guess people were concerned that they were going to do like the exact same thing they did in the movie. Right. And they're like, no, 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 no. We're going to make this like – it's interesting where it's not It's not going to follow the same thing, but it will have a lot of the same stuff. Uh, no, that's not what I meant. Uh, it will have – I forgot how they put it. I, um, I, I don't know the phrasing – like it's going to rhyme or something like that. I forget, but um, it made me more interested in it because I did not want to see just a rehash of of the movie on on uh, on TV. I want to see something interesting and, and different and new uh, with it, and that's what I think we're going to get. Um, there's some other pretty big news that hit uh, today, and this it's kind of a spoiler for the walking dead but someone's leaving the show that's huge yeah um i well and it's i mean it it it's a spoiler only because it's it only because it's so big if it had been yeah. anybody else 
I think it wouldn't have been because well, there's well and and here's the thing like this this is a, this is a spoiler because there's only one way this character leaves the show right like this is not a character like anybody else could have could like go off somewhere well usually they don't talk about this like this isn't something that's discussed ahead of time it's just like once it happens then it's like oh yeah no we were we've been in talks to leave the show for a while now and True. we thought it was time you know what i mean like it's not something that's announced ahead of time cuz then everyone's just going to be like well maybe they want people to watch it and be like oh, i need it now to see how it happens yeah um should we even say who well, I... okay so spoiler alert if you don't want to know who is uh going to die in the walking dead next season <laughs> just skip forward a minute or two yeah all right so now you've gotten your warning okay so uh andrew lincoln uh, plays rick grimes is going to be leaving the show next year that's i mean it had to happen eventually it had to um uh you know the show's been declining but it's still doing great numbers yeah um uh, I need to catch up. I am way behind. Um, I got all the way up into the part where, uh, oh wait, should I say it? You haven't. I, I'm still like, I haven't gotten past like the premiere when Negan did the thing. So I'm oh, way, I'm way behind. What am I like two, two seasons back maybe? Or... You're like two seasons back. Yeah. No, maybe one season or just one season. Cause it seems or like they go one on season. forever. They break it up. Yeah. Okay. So I'm halfway through that. Um, there was a major death at the end of when I saw it. I'm I'm aware of of that. Yes. Okay. So that's where I'm up to. Okay. Um, so I haven't seen after that, uh, which I want to, of course. Uh, it's just, man, I mm, there's just too much. There's too much. I don't know. The older we get, it seems so much harder to make time for all of this stuff. When we were kids, it, we had all the time in the world to yeah, right. To to you know read and watch TV and all this other stuff. So, um. TV's just kind of been the thing that I've completely dropped off. Uh, unless it's something that, like, just I need to see, like Game of Thrones or something. Um, even video games, man. I haven't even played that many video games recently. Yeah. It's hard. Uh, I was talking to my buddy, not to get too off topic. Um, I think the PS4 generation, I bought the most video games for than any other generation, and I've played the least. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can understand that. Yeah, maybe PlayStation 3, because at that time period, I just wasn't playing video games. But I feel for the amount that I've bought, I haven't played. Uh, and it's, man, it's it's alarming when I look at my list. And I'm like, this is crazy, such a waste of money. Um, and now, you know, we hear that... Uh, and I don't want to, you know, I don't want to jump into TV. Well, I mean, I guess we can get into video games, but, you know... The the they came. I think it was PlayStation that came out. One of the the CEO or whoever came out and said the PlayStation Four is on its last cycle, seeing its last days. Yeah, you know? they're saying what three about three years. Yeah, that they're gonna. So I imagine that means next year we'll hear about the next PlayStation, um, and then you know. It'll still be games will be made for it for the next three or so years. Yeah, but it's crazy to think that it's been that long, or it seems short. It does, but I mean, it's been it's been how long now? Has it been five years now? Four, four or five years? Um, I'm not sure. Um, PlayStation Four release date. Let's see here. It was released 
February 22nd, 2014. So it's been four years? Yeah. So then another three gives well, it seven years? I'm sorry, years? I'm sorry. It was released in 2000, November 2013, the United States. Okay, so it'll be... so. This year will make five years. Add another three. That's that's Makes eight sense. years. I mean, yeah, we're yeah, that's on par. That tracks. We're coming up with it now, so that's crazy, man. It's crazy that it just seems hasn't been that long. No, that's no that wild. makes sense. I was at my other job when that came out. Oh man, that's crazy. But it just got me thinking. Like, um, I don't know, just. The amount of time that we don't have now, it sucks. <laughs> yeah. Because I wish I could take a day or two and just completely relax, no responsibilities, <laughs> and just kind of catch up on stuff. Um, that's what I try to do now with, with the time I'm given. But, oh, man, just some shows just don't don't do it for me anymore. Like I don't have the desire to jump into Flash again. or in that, I love that show. Um, but it's kind of daunting thinking like, I got to sit here for another 10 hours. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> I can't do that. Um, or, you know, unless it's like game of Thrones or something like I can't wait for that to come back. Um, uh, uh what's that other show on HBO that my mind is going Westworld? Right? Westworld. Westworld came back and I've only seen one episode. I, that was all I wanted to say. Really? You didn't like it? I, I made it like part of the way through the second one, and then I thought, this is... What what happened with Westworld, to a point that that I've stopped watching it. I don't know if maybe they've, they've changed tack in the last handful of episodes. I don't know. Okay. But it's every complaint that I had against Lost magnified. Oh, really? It's basically like, yeah, we know, we know. We're building this mystery box. We know. Just bear with us. And then they do another episode of, we're building this mystery box. Hang on. Bear with us. And it's like, I just can't. I can't have two solid hours of television all be questions. Uh, that's too That's too much for me. And you're not going to throw me a bone for anything, really. Like, that's, that's too I can't. I can't do like an entire, I can't risk having an entire season be build up and then the finale just to get to the finale where I'm going to have the answer to like half of those things. Right. Like, I just, I don't have that kind of patience. No, I don't blame you. Yeah. It's funny you say that on io9, they have an article just released on Monday. Westworld is finally putting it together in more than, in more ways than one. God, so it's it looks been, like maybe they turned it around, but. Yeah, but it's been uh, six episodes. Yeah, I agree. I agree. God, that's way too long. Yeah. Yep. But, um, but yeah, so I don't know. I like the idea of Westworld. That's something I can see myself getting back into. The thing about those shows is it's 10 episodes and not 20 something yeah. when it comes to like, cause I'm behind on flash, but I think I'm only like half a season behind on flash, but it's saying so daunting <laughs> and not everything, not every episode is fantastic with that. You know what I mean? That's true. It's not like it pushes the needle forward. It's like, oh, they got into a crazy adventure this week, and now, I don't know, Iris had to lie about something. We'll find out next week. Where the, uh, When I see Game of Thrones, it's like pfft, the, every episode's daunting. <laughs> like there's, thing, there's things that are going to happen in here that are really going to change stuff. Yeah. Um, but who knows? I don't know. What am I talking about? I, I just TV. There's, <laughs> there's just not – there's too much of it and I can't find anything that I really like. I can't wait for star Wars to come out. Cause that's going to be all I watch. <laughs> yeah. 
I, I just I just finished the office, so you know I'm I'm decompressing for now. <laughs> well, my goal is to actually jump on Brooklyn Nine Nine, which I'm sure you'll get to before me, because uh, right now you are you're gonna start R- Parks and Rec, right? I'm 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 looking at it. Like I I started I did start the pilot, and I got five minutes in, and then I was like, you know what? I just can't do this right now. Like I just <laughs> like, that I need... episode was funny where he names his band just the tip. <laughs> oh god. It's so funny to me. It's so stupid, but that's why I like it. Um, that that is the same problem as The Office had, where the first season. I think we've talked about this. Yeah, but it's um, again, it's short. It's it's a yes. short first season. But I was just I because I jumped like right from like I I saw the <laughs> I saw the finale of The Office, and then like half an hour later, I started Parks and Rec, and I was like, no, I just can't right now. Oh yeah. <laughs> and see, Parks and Rec, uh, it came out of The Office. They were shooting. They they were in production to make an office spinoff, and it was gonna star uh, Jim's girlfriend. Remember when he left Scranton and he went to that other office? Oh yeah, yeah. When he was in the uh, yeah, I can't remember off the top of my head. Yes, and it was gonna be all about her. Um. Yeah, because then she went. Because then they brought her to Scranton, and then she went to one of the other ones. Yes. Yeah. And uh, they were going to do a show about just her office or whatever. Um, And that all got scrapped and they decided, let's just make it a different show. Um, And that's when they went and did Parks and Rec. And uh, they got Amy. What's her face? Polar. Polar. Yeah. It's kind of the main character. But, you know, uh, other characters just kind of like Nick Offerman and. Uh, Aziz Azari, like a lot of them just stole the show. Yeah. Um, Chris, Chris Pratt doesn't come in. He, he's not likable until later on. And I saw, I saw an interview with Chris, with Chris Pratt and, uh, he, he's, it's funny cause he talks about, he's like, for years I got typecasted as the guy that was like, shut up, Carol, get in the car. You know, the boyfriend that's a jerk and whatever. Um, and he goes, what was great about Parks and Rec is they totally cast me as that at the beginning, as the jerk boyfriend. But later on, I was able to just turn into what I wanted to do. And he's just this dumb, lovable Andy uh, later on, where he's just a total goofball, but um, he's not the jerk that he is at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's funny because that's what happened to a lot of those characters. They They really do change, and they don't become – like I don't know. It just the first season is just ugh, and then they kind of they, it it finds its own footing. Um, but anyway, uh, funny show. Some people love that more than The Office. They think it's better. Um, uh, but yeah, it's a good show. Well, and Nick they... Offerman, man, as Ron Swanson, <laughs> he's the he's probably throughout the whole thing he's my favorite. Yeah, just because. <laughs> He's, he's hilarious. He's absolutely ridiculous. He doesn't love the government spending a dime, so he does whatever he can in, in that office to make sure that, that they don't spend a penny. <laughs> Anything for the government not to spend money. It's just he's ridiculous. Uh and he's hilarious. <laughs> but um but anyway. Oh, when the government shuts down, he celebrates. <laughs> he's like, this is the best day ever. But man, uh, that show's good. Uh, but I want to see Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah, anything that can get uh, can get Guillermo del Toro, Mark Hamill, and Lin-Manuel Miranda on a group chat is something I want to be interested in. 
Wait, were they in a group chat about Brooklyn Nine-Nine? You didn't see that? No, no. Yeah, oh my god, it was Sean Astin, Guillermo del Toro, Mark Hamill, Lin-Manuel Miranda, and and uh, I, I forget one or two other people were all in a group chat about Brooklyn Nine-Nine when it was cancelled. Oh, wow. They, like, they all got involved in, in a little group chat that was like, that's, I want to be a part of that. Oh yeah, Patton Oswalt. If that was the other one, that was it. Yeah. I think Patton Oswalt is on um, Parks and Rec as well. It, yeah, he because that's where he does his, his famous speech. Right, 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 yeah. Which, I'm sorry, Patton, I love you to death. I hated that speech. <laughs> I watched it on, I watched the full, like, uncut version on YouTube, and I was like, this is, this is the dumb rich kid whose parents bought him all the toys sitting in the sandbox. Right, right, exactly. Like, that's... I, I just, I couldn't get over, I couldn't get over that, because I was like, this is like all the worst ideas. Yep, absolutely. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, man, I, I want to see Brooklyn Nine-Nine. One of my friends, she told me about it a while ago, and I, you know, I kicked myself for never watching it. And recently, I'm like, look, I'm going to watch it again to save your show. <laughs> I'm going to watch it, not again, but I'm going to watch it, finally. Because um, I hear it's funny. I saw a clip that instantly made me laugh. And it was they were doing the lineup. They were doing like a lineup of people, and they were like, the 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 robber, whoever it was. I'm probably butchering the story, but they're like, they were singing Backstreet Boys, <laughs> and so he had them all sing the Backstreet Boys in different like <laughs> different, you know, you know okay. as if they were the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> right. So he had one do it, and then another do it, and then another do it, and then he had them harmonize, and then, <laughs> and they were all singing together. Uh, and uh, she was like, "Oh, it's totally that guy." <laughs> but yeah, it was it was hilarious, uh, and it and it, it's it's like, wow, okay, so this is it's from what I understand, it's on the same kind of comedy level as Parks and Rec in the Office. So I'm definitely gonna check it out. Um, and then who knows? Maybe one day we'll get a whole uh, we'll get a movie where they all three crossover. God that help something? us all. <laughs> I would love that. That'd be great. It'd be like Avengers Infinity War. <laughs> the most ambitious crossover of all time. Yeah, hold our beer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That'd be fantastic. Just to see, God, could you imagine, like, Terry Crews and Dwight and Ron Swanson all squaring off? <laughs> oh, yeah. Michael Scott. Like, it'd be, it'd be crazy um, to get them all in there. Um, yeah, man, that would be hilarious. That would definitely, I would go see that movie or that watch that miniseries or whatever it would be. You know, they got to get Mark Hamill in there now as a cameo. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's got to be part of it somehow. I saw him hanging out with James Gunn. Yeah. Like they're neighbors now, I think or something. Yeah. They're neighbors. So they were like on Instagram talking about like eating each other's cobbler pie and stuff. It's because you know Mark is weird and James is weird, so yeah. it it totally works. Yeah, exactly. That's awesome. <laughs> I want to go over to Mark Hamill's house and have a piece of cobbler pie. Like that sounds all. That sounds so awesome. Um, but yeah, no, that's cool. Um, which just means you know where he's got to be in Guardians of the Galaxy. I, I th- he's got a cameo in Volume Three. He has to somewhere. He has to, and he's got to have a hood on, and he's got to like. <laughs> like just make his little shh with his mouth or whatever i would uh, it would really be great if like he if like somebody like drax is running by him or something and like bounces into him so he just kind of puts his arm out 
and you see Drax fall over, but like <laughs> unbeknownst to everybody, like he's actually tripped on something. Right. Like that would be that would be the humor of it. Like you don't yeah. notice like as he's getting up, you see like off to the side something that he's clearly like he's stepped on something and fallen over it or something. But they oh, yeah. don't you you just see him fall over. Like, you know, it could be like from the knees up or something. But it's like... Oh my god, my brain just melted. <laughs> These are owned by the same company. I know. <laughs> They, oh man! Yeah, there's they, nothing. They could totally him. just do Luke Skywalker and not even mention it. Yeah, <laughs> they could totally just have him sitting there with his lightsaber and just not say a word, and just the internet watch the internet melt. Because they'd be like, "What? How? How? how what?" <laughs> they would break down. It'd be great to see Rocket come up to him and sh- and like it, it, when he's got his hand out, and he's like, "How much for that hand?" And then right. like it, it's yes. just it's just yes. like you don't know it's Mark Hamill, you don't know like he just see you just see like the robot hand and Rocket just goes, "How much?" So how much for the hand? And like he pulls the hood back and you see who it is, and even Rocket just kind of looks at him and freaks out and like runs <laughs> away or something, uh, and th- and that'd be it, just just that doesn't have to say a word, right? But oh my god, it'd be amazing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> man! They could do that. They could totally do that. Um, people would lose their minds though. People, people would be so mad that they crossed over, oh, even if be, it was just as a joke. Yeah, they'd be furious, but that'd be the fun of it. That'd be, that'd be, yeah, exactly. That'd be great, you know. Um, and that's what I want out of Guardians. I just want to have fun. Or, dude, he could. <laughs> I just, <laughs> man, he could. Uh, uh, what's his face? Um. Star Lord could just totally walk up to him and go, "You know, you look like Luke Skywalker." <laughs> <laughs> and just wave his hand, like uh, use the force on him real fast. <laughs> you did not see Luke Skywalker or whatever, but he could totally do that. He could totally freak out and be like, "Dude, you look like Luke Skywalker," <laughs> or just and then no one knows who that is. No one else. Yeah, he's like, "That's Luke Skywalker. He's a legendary Jedi." <laughs> They're all like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> We don't know who you're talking about. Oh, oh man, that would be fantastic. That would be great. That's a good way to do it because, yeah, he's the only one who would know that reference. Yeah, it would just be a joke. Oh, man, the possibilities. And he's writing Guardians 3 right now, so. Yeah. Man, I doubt <laughs> I doubt Disney would let them do that, but, man, that would be hilarious. But, but oh, man, just for just a quick, you know, five seconds yeah. of film, it'd be so worth it. Right, right. That guy looked just like him. <laughs> and him just – even if it was just, like, a, every once in a while, like, he just keeps, like, man, I keep thinking about how much that guy looked like Luke Skywalker. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. Oh, um, man. Whew, sorry about the detour there, but – Hmm. Another Star Wars detour. Who knew? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So there wasn't that much release this week about video games, but there was uh, two big pieces of news. First of all, let's talk about the Fallout stuff. Um, Bethesda tweeted a Fallout teaser that just said, please stand by with an image. And apparently it's from the same Im- image used in the new Fallout Vegas. Oh, Fallout New Vegas? Fallout New Vegas. Yeah. Okay, so we um, get a new, so we're gonna get a New Vegas too. Okay, great. That's what I'm thinking. Um, I don't care. New Vegas sucked. Uh, it never worked. They never fixed it. Here's uh, a hot take. Fallout sucks. I'm not a fan of Fallout. It I, is well to me. It's bland and it's 
muted and I don't care about it. I, 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 I follow the sympathy of I don't like it, but I mean, New Vegas was technically broken. Like, I mean, it, it was as yeah. a, as an actual video game, it didn't work. Okay. It was buggy and glitchy and busted as hell. Yeah. Um, and it took them forever to, to put it together. Mm-hmm. It was, it was a train wreck. That's what I meant by like, it sucked. Gotcha. Like it actually technically was a, was a disaster. I never played it. I played a lot of three. I tried four, but for the life of me, I could not get into it. Yeah. I was, uh, I was never a fan. Like I, yeah. I, I played three, I played a good bit of three, but I, I like, I've never even picked up four cause I just have no interest. I really don't. What I want from Bethesda more than anything is for them to announce Starfield. That is what I want. Uh, It's apparently their uh, sci-fi game they're working on. So we have Elder Scrolls, which is their fantasy. We have their uh, apocalyptic future, which is their – which is Fallout. Starfield is supposed to be their sci-fi RPG. That's what I want. Planet hopping, bounty hunters, all of that stuff. We'll we'll get that at E3. That'll be their big – that'll be like their crowning piece this year. And before and, and okay, so that's number one I want from Bethesda. Number two, I want Elder Scrolls Six news before I get more Fallout games. <laughs> well, and here's well, and here's the thing, because New Vegas wasn't a Beth- like Bethesda didn't make New Vegas. I know, I know, but what I'm, I, I it, it was still a Fallout game though. Agreed. It wasn't like Agreed. a, um, you know, it wasn't like a completely different. Like for example, Elder Scrolls Online is an MMO. It is not a straight up RPG, if that makes sense. Right. Where this, where Fallout Three was, the same engine and everything as Fallout, right? E- it was the same. You know, let's go to Vegas and play Fallout, basically. I maybe. I it had to have been. Why would I don't understand? They I mean, it was the same. It, engine. it was the same kind of game. Yes. Right. 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 That's what I mean. It wasn't like a an RTS or something. Right. Um. Uh, but I want an Elder Scrolls Six. I don't want uh, the MMO. I play with my brother, and I love it. And it's great. And I'm there. They have that new Shimmering Isles or whatever that's coming out. But I want some information about Six, and I want it to come out before the PlayStation Four moves on. You know. But we'll see. Yeah, um, I don't know, man. Yeah, but apparently Bethesda's got a ton of announcements they've been teasing, so um, they said more announcements than ever, so we will see. We will see. Um, E3's next week, right? Uh, uh, a week from Monday. A week from Monday. Okay, so it's two weeks. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, I might take off work because I just want to chill, not do anything, watch it on TV. Uh and I could take a Monday off. That's an easy day to get off. Um, might do that. That might be fun. I miss doing that. <laughs> um, uh, it's all streamable too, right? The last few E3s have all been streamed oh, yeah. online. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they'll all be, they'll all at least be on YouTube. But like I know, Microsoft's will be streamable through Xbox. Sony's will be streamable through PlayStation. Uh, you know, like, but they'll all be, they'll all be on their respective youtube channels now all they all are 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 they all on different days i think they're all monday they're all on monday um bethesda's might be sunday night yes okay i knew some of them are sunday but bethesda's will probably be sunday night 
and I don't remember offhand when Squares is. I don't know when Square Enixes is. Okay. Um, oh, I think I found it. Okay, so here we go. Okay, lay it on me. Buckle up, bu- buckaroo. Let's see here. <laughs> Saturday, June 9th. Um, nothing. This chart doesn't make sense. Hold on. Right. Okay, <laughs> it's blue. Okay, Saturday is EA. So Wait, what? It's giving me the cities. It's saying at 11 a.m., Los Angeles uh, is EA. Okay. So New York time. So 2 p.m. Eastern time on Saturday will be EAs. That's bizarre. Yes. Um, and then on Sunday is New- is at 4 p.m. Microsoft. So that's 7 o'clock our time. Uh, no, no. 4 o'clock p.m. Eastern. Oh, okay. So 9.30 p.m. Eastern on Sunday is Bethesda. Okay. Yes. So 1 p.m. Eastern on Monday is Square. Ubisoft at 4 p.m. Eastern is Ubisoft. At 6 p.m. Eastern is PC Gaming. And at 9 p.m. Eastern is Sony. Tuesday at 12 p.m. Eastern is Nintendo. Yeah, that makes sense. Man, holy shit. So Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. God, really? Wow. That's, that's, Four days. That's, that's different. Usually they knock them all out on one day. Like it, yeah. it like cuz the last couple of years it's been Bethesda the night before everybody on one day and then Nintendo the day after. Right, right. Apparently Microsoft's is 4 hours. God, that's right it is, isn't it? That's what are they going to do for 4 hours? I I don't know, talk about the 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 VR project that they're not working on anymore. Who the hell knows? Yeah, unless I they're don't... gonna unless they're gonna do an hour on Halo and do like Halo Six and the TV show and a movie or something, right? And see, Nintendo's is gonna be an hour, right? It's gonna be like an hour direct, uh, and that's on Tuesday. Maybe um, wasn't their last one like fifty minutes? Like their last E three right. one, it wasn't even an hour. Right, right, right. Yeah, it was. Yeah, um, which is fine. I mean, you know. So hmm, I don't know. I might t- I might take Monday off and enjoy the Saturday, Sunday, Monday, relax and watch that. So that's this upcoming weekend. Yeah, that's crazy. June 9th. Wait, no, that's no, not this weekend. week after. That's week next after. weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the other big video game news that came out this week was we got a lot of Pokemon information. Um, let me go ahead and pull it up here. So three games were announced. Um, the first one being Pokemon Quest. Okay, and you're gonna have to explain this one to me. Okay, because I like right. I even like watching the gameplay. I still don't know what I was seeing. So uh, there's levels to this. Okay. Okay. Pokemon Quest is kind of the bottom tier. It is essentially an app game. Okay, really. fair enough. It's it's gonna be out. It's gonna be out on Android, iOS, and it's out now on the Switch. It's one of those free-to-start games, kind of like how um, Animal Crossing is uh, on mobile. And, you know, later on you can pay. 
for it. Um, you go around in the world fighting Pokemon and collecting them. Um, but it's set up kind of like, um, kind of, there's a lot, I don't know. There's a lot going on in it that I didn't fully understand. Like there's crystals and jewels and all this other stuff involved with beefing up your Pokemon. Um, you go through the world and collect them. Uh, it has, a ton of the monsters in there. This is something I'll be able to talk a lot more about next week once I sit down and play it and get a good understanding. It was just videos I was watching. Right. The it's very um it's very blocky. That that way they could do it on mobile and they can do it on uh the Switch as well. Um it takes place on this island, this big island that you go around collecting them. From what I understand the way it works is that you have a you get a certain amount of Let's call them bucks every day. Let's say you get, I think, $50. And you can use that for – you get that every 24 hours or however many hours they say. And you use that money towards doing stuff in the game. Eventually, you will run out. So you can either buy it to play more or wait to keep playing. So it's it's an app game essentially. Right. Um, so take that with what you will. If you don't like those kind of games to begin with, you're probably not going to like this. But the good news is it's free. So you can try it. And if you like it, awesome. If you get crazy addicted to it, sorry. Um, <laughs> that's just kind of the business as it is right now. But it's a game that's out right now that you can go download. Um, now, the other game, this is the second tier game. Um, this is – and we're working our way up to the core RPG. <laughs> um, but let's go Pikachu and let's go Eevee is just for the Nintendo Switch. It comes out uh, November... 16th. 16th. It is essentially a remake of Yellow. It's going to collect 151 Pokemon. And... Um, well, it starts out... Oh, go ahead. It's, isn't it going to be a little... Well, no, it's... Yeah, because the... Uh, it's also going to include the uh, Alola... Alola... Uh, the, the sun and moon versions of the Kanto Pokemon. So they're, yeah, they're technically the same Pokemon, just different versions. That's right. Yes. Uh, there's all sorts of stuff that is bizarre in the trailer. Like you can customize your Pokemon. Like you can have, you can have Pikachu wear camo and a bunch of other stuff. Well, so they've got outfits. People dress up their pets all the time because that's an abominable thing. But you know, hey, whatever. It's cute. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's th- that kind of stuff is expected with Pokemon now and I th- that's awesome. Yeah. Um some people are going to like this news or they're really not going to like this news. I kind of fall in between. I'm I'm excited for it. It the way I see this, let me let me preface it with this. The way I see this, we were not going to get a full core RPG Pokemon game until next year. It's not realistic. Right. It was not going to ever happen this year. Um, so that's coming next year, which is awesome. It's coming the second half of next year, which usually comes out around September when they do it. Um, awesome. This seems kind of like a bonus. Like, Hey, we know you guys are craving a Pokemon game. Now we're going to give you something this year. And so this one, um, it is the remake of yellow. Um, and it's going to have a lot of elements from Pokemon Go, the game where you actually walk around and catch Pokemon. Um, so much so that in this game, you do fight with your Pokemon. So you fight trainers, you fight gyms, you fight the Elite Four, you do all of that stuff. But when you catch them, you don't actually fight them. No, it's the it's the Go mechanic. It's the Go mechanic. So that could turn a lot of people off. 
but ah, that's fine. I'm okay with that. That's perfectly fine. If right. I get to walk around this world again and catch the first 150 Pokemon, that's going to thrill me. Um, but yeah, so it's essentially a remake of those games. Um, and it's going to have it where uh, they also are going to release an uh, actual physical thing, um, which is, it looks like a Pokeball. Yeah, I think, where, what are they calling it? The Pokeball Plus? Yeah. Um, and uh, I don't have it in front of me. It's it's a little, it functions like a Joy-Con. Like the little, the round part of in the center of the Pokeball is going to be like a joystick plus a, basically like an A button, more or less. Yes. And uh, it's it's going to, you can take, you can upload one of your Pokemon to it. And carry it around with you. And like it'll make the noise and it'll It'll shake. Yeah. It's it's a fun little toy. This is a game this is a kid's Pokemon game. Yes. No question about it. It's it's exactly this is designed to be a kid's Pokemon game. No question. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's it's perfect for what it is. Um uh they showed where like you're playing with the Joy-Con, you're trying to catch the Pokemon on the screen. That's awesome. I imagine if it's um, I imagine there'll be options on it to where you don't have to do that, where you can use the Joy-Con or you can, you know, use your finger on the screen or what have you. Um, but that's it. So that is for um, November this year, and then uh, next year, on the second half of next year, is the core series, which is going to be the more um, competitive what we're used to with the main series of Pokemon, which is right. awesome. Yeah. Um, so that, I mean, I honestly wasn't expecting Pokemon until next year. So the fact that we're getting a yellow remake, which is dope, um, at the end of this year is just kind of icing on the cake for me. Um, and then there's something that I'm going to go download tonight and probably pay for, play for 10 minutes and get bored of it. More than likely. Um, yeah. yeah, but it's there, you know, whatever. Um, some people are super into those kind of, you know, kind of games where it's just, <laughs> they want to just keep going. But, um, what I would love, I don't know why they don't do it. Um, it's perfect system for it. Do the trading card game on the system. I I guess because they're still focused on the actual trading card game. No, but you know how the Game Boy Advance had the Pokemon oh, trading oh yeah. card game? Oh yeah, man. I ha- I played the hell out of that. Yeah, where it was like a little adventure and you went around and you... I want to do that. I don't want to play like... Where I have to go buy real cards. Well, that would be kind of cool, though. Actually, now that I think about it. But you know what I mean. Like, I don't want to, have to go out and buy real cards and then play the game. Like, they have that on the iPad. Yeah. Where, like, you can digitally put it on there and play your friends and stuff. Well, I want just, like, a – you pay 60 bucks and, you know, it's a little RPG. It's 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 light. You know, it's not like it's not like the main series. But you, you, walk, you go around the world and you actually play the trading card game well, instead. There is a free – like there is a an official Pokemon trading card game like downloadable game through uh, through uh, Pokemon.com. Like they Right, but but that's the one you upload your cards to, right? I don't think you have to. Like you can like you oh. you can win cards in game battling trainers and stuff. Huh. And it's see, I, I looked into that and every time I did, definitely send it to me uh, I after think, the show. I, I, I think that's an option, but it's okay. not it's not required. Okay. See like I it, thought it was required because like you can actually play other people online and let me ask you, when you played Pokemon as a kid, did you ever play where you had a thing to the right of you or left of you where it had like six cards and you played for cards? What do you mean? 
like uh, you played the game, but whoever won got to pick a card right. from the other player. Yeah. And you kept it. Are you play them from your own pile? No, no, but do you know what I I guess you don't know what I mean then. I maybe not cuz we're still we're we are still talking the trading card game, right? Yes, the real life sit with your friend, play the game. Uh me and my me, me and some of my friends, that's how we would play. They would have they would they would have a stack of they would have like six cards. Right. You had six they, prizes laid out. Yeah. Yes. Um but you got you got you win their card if you won the game. Oh, so you guys played that way. Okay. Yeah, and so you got to walk home and go home with their card. Yeah, no, I never played that way. It raised the stakes. It does, yeah. I won some pretty good cards, but I've lost them too. Yeah. I only did that a few times, though. Just I didn't put anything in my deck that like I did not want to get rid of. Um, so it wasn't like, I, you know, someone wasn't walking right away with the Charizard or something. <laughs> but... <laughs> But man, anyway, where were we? Um, but yeah, so that's it. Those, so those are the three Pokemon games. Um, I imagine everyone's waiting for the one next year. Uh, people are going to go crazy, I think, for yellow. Um, and uh, this one that's on the Switch right now, go try it. All right. So let's see. So I think that's it. Uh, Ready Player One is digital uh, version is to release on July 3rd. Blu-ray is July 24th. Yeah, I just thought that was cool news to throw out there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, and now I guess we will get into Solo, a Star Wars story until the end of the show. Um, yeah. So if you listened until now, we'll kind of talk about general impressions first, um, and then we'll really get into spoilers, but we'll let you know. Um, I want to say, I, I've said it before, it exceeded my expectations. There were... Um, a lot of cool things in it. I think a lot of people found cheesy, but I really liked um, uh, how certain things came about for the character. It's hard to not get into spoilers, but I just kind of want to briefly go over that I did like it. I liked what they did. I liked uh, Han. Um, uh, who was the actor who played Han Solo? Uh, Aiden er- Erlenreich, I think. I can't. I, can't. <clears throat> I think he did a fantastic job as Solo. Um, I was expecting much worse, um, yes, but, but I think he nailed the character of Harrison uh, of Han Solo. Um, impossible to to replace Harrison Ford, of course. Um, I don't see how anyone could go into those shoes and and do anything like that. But I think this kid nailed it. Um, Chewbacca was great. Uh, Lando, I thought killed it they, um, the, the one thing what what was it we talked about last week the one the one thing that that billy d williams said to donald glover be cool yeah be cool he was cool he nailed yeah. it he absolutely had it oh yeah just be cool um yeah exactly um i like the new characters um one of my complaints about it is you know some of the new characters i wanted to see more of um I wanted more screen time and I wanted more character development. Um, but, and I don't want to get into spoilers, uh, but, but I did like them. I really liked them. And, and some of them we'll see more of, uh, some of them we won't. Um, I liked uh, L3 in it. I thought she brought something really different that we haven't seen yet in the Star Wars universe. Um, and she had some of the funniest scenes in the film. Um, <laughs> it was great. Um, 
And I thought it was just interesting. There's no, you know, there is a villain, there is a whatever, but it, it's it's not set up like the other Star Wars movies. It was a little bit more like um, uh, Rogue One, where there was just a mission, uh, and this it was just a heist, you know. Yeah. Um, and it was one hell of a heist, and there was a, there was a lot of surprises, uh, and there's one huge surprise we'll get into. Yeah, man, you're um, not kidding. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, but for the most part, I loved what they set up. I love this time period. I like the direction they're moving in. I had fun the whole time. I actually saw it twice, uh, this weekend and, um, yeah, man, I felt like a kid there, you know, and it's not a spoiler alert. You see Chewbacca in the movie, you see Han in the movie, you see the Millennium Falcon when they finally sit next to each other and the music roars yeah people clapped both showings that i was in nice uh yeah they clapped and cheered and i i was soup that man that was to me my favorite moment in the whole picture uh there's cool surprises that might top that but just as like an experience that was just and looking at the back of them and it just looked like young han and young chewy i thought that they thought they nailed it but that's my general impressions what do you think i i really don't have anything to add um you pretty much hit hit everything on the head for me um i i went into it with with about the same expectations i think yeah i my, really i would just kind of had my fingers crossed going please don't suck right and right. and i was and i was very very happy with with the finished product no doubt yeah. um yeah. i loved i i really did love lando like, I mean, he yeah. just, he had it, man. He absolutely yeah. had it. I mean, for as good as everybody else is, I think that was a standout performance in that it was just so pitch perfect. Oh, yeah. When you hear Lando, because you hear him before you see him, yeah, it sounded so much like Lando. Oh, yeah. You just know as soon as you hear, as soon as you hear that voice, it has the cadence. It has the smoothness to it. Mm-hmm. You're just like, oh, yeah, that's him. That's yeah. gotta be him. Yep, absolutely. Um, and we see, we see. Well, okay, so we should get into spoilers now, right? Yeah. We we okay. So spoiler alert. So if you haven't uh, seen it, go see it. Shut it off now. Come back to this, um, but go see the movie. It's really good because we're about to spoil the hell out of it. Um, uh, we see so much depth with Lando in this because of what he goes through. Um, uh, we, or we just see so much character in him that I think we'd never got in the original three. Yeah. Um, with his ship and everything else. And of course, L3, um, it's just, there's, there was way more Lando than I expected. And there was way more Lando development because in the first three, it was just kind of screwing him over and then he's friends with them again. Um, and this is just, you see him break down, uh, and, that it was just it was surreal to see on screen um uh yeah man i mean where do we start so i guess let's just start at the beginning um i loved all the stuff at the at the beginning on uh, what is it corelli or um corelia right corelia yeah you had it yeah um we've never seen that before in a star wars in, in, the, in the movies before i think in the books it was never as like gritty in my imagination it was more of like more of a more popular city like people would go to it was it, to me it was never as like this just thing that everyone wants to get off of yeah um, but it, it makes sense though they are it's it's where they build the ships for the empire 
um, I love that he said his father built the ships and that's how he knew about the ships. And, you know, he, yeah. he knows it like the back of his hand. Yeah, that was a um, nice touch. I like that. Like, yes, it was an uh, unexpected touch. Oh, yeah. Um, and he was a sewer rat, um, which makes sense. I mean, uh, I think he's called that in the original uh, movies as well. Um, the, or he talks about that or something. Um uh, I liked that. I loved the whole beginning scene. It felt like it felt like young Indiana Jones, like or you know what I mean, like some of my favorite stuff from young Indiana Jones, where he was just on an adventure. Yeah, um, it was very Indiana Jones. Uh, the, the, that whole chase scene. I liked that the movie opens up and it's just him desperately trying to 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 get the car going, um, and with the music playing and everything, and it's just lights are flashing, and that's that's how we're introduced to him is him boosting a car. Yeah. Um, and it, it, the way they can do it, cause back then you could not do it like this. And now, you know, with him just hitting the, 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 the his turns and everything anyway. Um, I love that stuff. And he put the, put the, uh, uh, the dice that of course we see in, uh, the, the last Jedi up on it. Um, and running into Kara and, and doing all of that and just that whole chasing, I absolutely adored. Um, and uh, they get caught or I'm sorry, um, when he when he gets pulled aside and he's put in front of uh, the lady, I forget her name, the big warm lady. Yep. Yeah, prob- what did you think of that scene? It's it was an interesting scene because it's like, OK, here's somebody who's you could tell is not a huge deal on this planet. Yes. But is more like I I run this block kind of deal. Well, she yes, exactly. She protects these children, um, but in a way, you know, treats them like shit. But also, they, she rules them basically. Yes, exactly. She it's it's more kind of like it's kind of a mob deal of like yeah. this is the family and she is in charge and if she says you do this and don't get caught then that's what you do or else exactly. you know or or you you know you sleep in the bottom of the trash compactor like that's And that's why so Carol's like look we're going off planet and it might not be better than here because at least here we have protection True yeah and you know it's uh it's crazy so yeah she's she's in charge she's ruling over all these kids I love the scene I like that when, you know, and those creatures are from, uh, they've been shown before in, uh, I don't know if it's Rebels or Clone Wars, um, but the ones that are sensitive to the light. I think it was probably Clone Wars, I think. I don't remember them from Rebels. Okay. I'd have been Clone Um, Wars. And I liked that, I didn't like that she spoke basic. I wish she would have spoke in a different language and it would have been like on the screen. Yeah, it, it didn't sound right coming out of the alien's mouth. I guess I, I wish it was more like Jabba the Hutt, um, and I think that would have been kind of funny to see him talk to her, kind of like how they do with Jabba. Well, and um, and it would have made the callback what what I took as a callback anyway to to have had to have been a little funnier. Yeah, because I you oh. know him standing there with the rock, and he's like, and he's like, and this is a thermal detonator. All I could think was the scene in Jabba's palace. Oh, it's exactly what it was. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. And yeah, I, I would have liked that more. I think it because it kind of was like, oh, she sounds funny. This is this whole thing is silly. And I was in on it. But I could see where some a little bit more cynical would be like, this is really silly. Um, but I loved it. I ate it up. Um, yeah, I was OK with silly. I like it. Like not everything had to be too. super serious. Like I dug it. Oh, yeah. No. But when I talk to people, I get the feeling that a lot of them are 
Like, I have to remind him. I'm like, dude, you watched the original movies while you were a kid. Ewoks, man. Remember them? Just, uh, like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, we, we loved those things. And we were kids. Like, kids are going to see that and be like, that's a cool looking thing, you know. Um, uh, and they're, they're just, their imaginations are going to blow up because this worm creature just came out of the, the water. Um, and, you know, hits the, hits the light. Light comes in. He They escape. They're getting out of there. Um, and... Uh, this is kind of where they set up the plot of the story as well, because what is the, what is the what is the the fuel that they have? Oh, it's the hyperspace or something. Yeah, I can't remember exactly what it's called, but that's close. Yeah, uh, um, but co- it's fuel. Co- coaxium. Yeah, coaxium. Yeah, so it's what fuels everything in the Star Wars universe, pretty much. Yeah. Um, and I thought that was cool. Um, uh, and basically the the door shuts and she's left behind. He's freaking out. Um, you know, she tells him to go, you know, get out of here, Han. Um, and it was, uh, it was heartbreaking and she got captured. And so he kind of made it his goal to get back there. Uh, and he was freaking out because he was there by himself. There's they, they were closing in on him. And what did you think about the fact that, the Imperial March music is now in the Star Wars universe as music the em- the emperor, <laughs> emperor the uh, empire plays uh, to get people to join. I you know I think it makes sense. It makes perfect sense. I love that, um, and it makes sense. Like the j- here, join the empire, see the galaxy. It's like of course that's how he's going to get off this planet. Yeah, um, I like that, and it, and you know a, a lot of this stuff pulls from legends it pulls what it wants and it kind of does a a twist to it um but nothing that i thought was was uh you know not not unneeded or whatnot uh and the scene coming up is what i think people are divided on too there's a big divide on when he's going up and he's saying his name is uh han and you know he was uh, okay so what's your last name and he's like i don't i don't have people i'm alone and he's like, Han, hmm. Han Solo. What did you think of that? I, I, I could have seen that done a thousand different ways, and I probably would have been fine with any of them, really. Yeah. I, I don't mind. Like, I know some people actually got mad that, like, the Empire gave him his name. I'm like, I, I don't, like, I didn't mind. I didn't I was, mind it at all. I was like, That's... this was very Ellis Island. Yes, that's Godfather. it. Yes, that's it. That's exactly it. Thank you. That's exactly it. It's very Godfather Part Two. Yeah, that's this it. is very, and this is apparently the first thing they 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 wrote was like, how did he get his name? And 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 you know, someone coming to the United States without a family, without a, a, a history that they know of, they just it was very Ellis Island. They just they gave him a name, and so to me that makes sense and it's a to him it's a badge of honor it's it's what he's held on to and it, he's held that name forever and now look at that how high that name has gotten in the star wars universe it's man i'm telling you after you watch this movie go watch the force awakens it's fun to see uh, han at his first um adventure and then seeing it on his last adventure yeah um it's it's man that's the first thing i did but anyway um so yeah he, he gets his name and he's off. Um, and he, you know, he, he told me he's going to be a pilot. And he's like, all right, fly boy, we'll see. Um, the planet that they go to, um, 
Oh man, I wish I had it up in front of me. Um, but it's from the comic books. Uh, pl- uh, Planet Mimban. Yes, it was from the Splinter of a Mind's Eye or whatever it's called. Uh, the first book that came out because they, I guess, they didn't know if, you know, they didn't know if they were going to do Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> so when they started that book, they just wrote the book as like a, here's the sequel to um, Star Wars. But of course, they went and did Empire Strikes Back, and that was it. Um, but yeah, so that was cool to see that planet very muddy. They get there, he gets there. It's you know, he's not following orders, um, and then he sees. Uh, a group of soldiers who don't look like they belong. Uh, Beckett looks like he knows what he's doing, but they're clearly not soldiers. Yeah. Um, and they're there to for a score. They're a crew. Um, what did you think of Beckett and his crew? I, I loved that they established his character early on as, I don't give a damn who you are, I'm doing this my way. Exactly. Like he he doesn't hear the pleas of a young Han Solo and hear him on his merit and say, you know what? Maybe I'll give you a shot. He mm-hmm. hears him and he listens to him and he goes, OK, cool. Uh, Colonel, I've found you a deserter. Like, right. Just immediately yeah. turns him in. Oh, yeah. Immediately turns it in. Um, yeah. It was uh, Beckett, Val and Rio. Yeah. Um, and. Uh, what I was saying earlier, one of my complaints was, is we didn't get more Val or Rio. I no, really like those characters. I do too. I genuinely did too. Yeah. Um, I thought there was something interesting there. And, you know, um, we can't have a six-hour movie, of course. Uh, this would have been awesome to see them on a TV show um, like Firefly or something like that. Um, but, uh, you know. Um, but I thought it was a little cool. A lot of things they did with Rio, especially when Rio was like, you've never, you've never taken a deeper sleep than in the lap of a Wookiee. Yeah. (laughs) And the the way he says Wookiee is like, how do you say it? A Wookiee or something like that? A Wookiee. Yeah. There's a A little extra emphasis there. Yeah. Yeah. A Wookiee. Yeah. It was, oh, it was perfect. Um, and there was a lot of, there's a lot of shout outs there too. Like he said, he, he, he wanted to have a Rhinoc, uh, uh, roast or what are they called? Those creatures from Empire Strikes Back that Minox. were all yeah, Minox, yeah. yeah. So there's there's a lot of Easter eggs and stuff thrown out there. You know, they tease the you don't want to be alone when you die and kind of stuff, and the, that that kind of foreshadowed what was going to happen. My my uh, favorite one was uh was when they asked Rio, "What are you going to do with your share?" And he's, "I don't know, maybe open a cantina someplace warm." Yes, I was but like, not too son warm. Of a- and oh, we skipped over. We got so busy talking about them and jumped. But uh, let's talk about yeah. Han was thrown in with the monster. Yeah, he was thrown into not exactly a rancor pit, continuing the Return yes. of the Jedi illusions. Absolutely. And and they're like they throw him in there with the beast, and I was like, okay, what the hell is this? And then as you start hearing the thing, I'm like, oh, okay, so this is where we get Chewie. Of course, it makes perfect sense. (laughs) Yep. And he helps him escape, um, which is, you know, that's from the books. Um, It'll happen a little bit differently, but it's essentially the same exact thing that he he helps him escape. And now he they're you know, they're they're buddies. Uh, But of course, it started with a fight and uh, man, Chewie was whooping his ass, almost puts him into the mud. What did you think of him speaking uh, Wookiee? I I love the. I, I did that, too. That uh, that he he knew he knew a little. <laughs> yeah, so it's it stopped him and it made him think. Okay, this guy's been around 
uh, Wookiees. So, so, you know, he's something's there. Um, And so they talk, they break it down. Now, apparently those two guys up there were supposed to be um, Binks uh, from the comics. Was it Tag Tag, Tag and Bink, yeah. Tag and Bink, Uh, uh, supposedly. I'm going to wait until the – we got to wait until like the Blu-ray comes out and they do the commentary. Well, but apparently they're in the movie somewhere. Well, I mean that's the thing though. But like Tag and Bink were were way on back in the day though. Right, right, right. No, but I mean like the director Ron Howard did like a uh, Instagram and we're like, yeah, they're totally in the movie. Yeah, it could so be I'm, them. That would make sense. Yeah. I think people were thinking it was either them that were there. Or they got the wrong Han Solo when Han Solo was trying to escape. Yeah, good thing. <laughs> yeah, um, but anyway, um, so yeah, so I loved I. To me, that was the highlight of this film, Han and Chewie. Um, that just you know, I talked about my favorite moment of them sitting together finally again for the first time, or finally again. You know what I mean for the first time. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was that was my favorite moment, and just throughout the the movie their interactions were with each other that to me was the most important thing to get right that you know there's so many things they could have got wrong in the movie i wanted them to get that dynamic right and they totally did uh when he's like trust me you know um it just really sets up their relationship yeah um and uh i i love that so uh thank god they got all that right um and then you know they sit down they 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 sit around a fire and um uh they talk about what bosick or what what's his name ba- uh bosk bosk yeah, yeah. i'm to say bosk yeah uh so bosk they mention his they mention him by name um uh, which blew my mind um that was uh, yeah that was the first great reference that i thought of. i was like oh damn like okay, yes. we're gonna do this. Yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. So they, uh, so they, so they, they mention him, which was awesome. Um, uh, and you know, they even talk about like the sisters, which I think are from the comics. Um, and so anyway, they uh, they get this plane. They get, they get on the train, um, and. Uh, they're they're afraid of these marauders that are going to come after them. Those marauders are taken straight from the comic as well, um, uh, except for who the marauders are. We find out later in the movie. It's kind of a twist. Okay. Um. So they're trying to get this. Was it coaxial? What did we? Coaxium. <laughs> Lando? Yeah. Coaxium. Uh, they're basically getting what Lando was got at the beginning of the movie, but a ton of it. Enough for them to uh, you know at this point we don't really know their motivations the crew except for getting it and retiring um so that's the plan is to get that and kind of everything goes wrong um and we see uh, two of the characters die um val and um uh what's his name rio yeah rio yeah and um uh and it's just down to beckett um, Chewie and Han, right? Um, what did you think of the whole train sequence? I it was a good sequence. Uh, it it a little bit of the geography didn't make sense. Just like oh, I th- yeah. some of the train ride between the big plot points was too long. But oh, I mean okay. that's 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 the kind of r- risk you run with every sequence like that. Yeah. Right. I mean, famously, you know, the Fast and the Furious runway was like 800 miles long or whatever the hell. <laughs> like, yeah. 
but that was you know i mean that's and that's a that's a really fine nit to pick but i mean that's everything else about that like i enjoyed it and everybody like the character development with everything made sense like nobody did anything out of character in terms (laughs) of like oh yeah han went back up of course he went back up to the ship because he could fly it Right. You know, of course, Chewie stayed behind to uncouple the car by himself because he was the Wookiee. You know, I mean, that right. was it, it all. It, everything there did make sense. But, yeah, it, it, it sucked that we lost Val and Rio so early. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they're uh, they're, you know, uh, putting a bandaid over their wounds and burying their friends um, or what's left, you know, remembering, remembering them. And. Yeah. They uh, so they, so they lose the the shipment. They they don't have uh, this coaxium, and they you know we find out now that Beckett um, owed that to a guy named what was his name Voss Dry, Dryden uh, Voss Dar- Dry, Dryden Voss. Now here's the deal. Um, this his all of his scenes were shot way with with Ron Howard. Yeah. Because apparently they had a different character and a different actor, and when they did the the rewrites and they reshot, they put in his character instead. Interesting. Um, yeah, that's why all of his scenes are in the same room. Oh uh, yeah, I didn't think about that. I didn't think about it either. They do it so well that you don't, yeah. right? Um, and uh, it makes sense though. He's on a yacht. Why would he bother getting off when they 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 need to come to him once they do the heist? So, exactly. Yeah, it makes it does make perfect sense. Yeah, it's it makes perfect sense. So, um, so he is human like. We don't really know what his species is. We just know that he's human like. When he gets he gets a motive. Um, his these like, uh, it almost looks like, um, uh. What what would you call that? Like they're almost gills in a sense on his face. I was gonna say like what do you call it when like skin gets really big? Like when a pregnant woman stretch marks. Stretch yeah. marks. Yeah. It almost looks like just lines of stretch marks on the face, and that they light up. His eyes get red when he gets angry. Yeah. Um, which who knows? I mean, maybe he's high on spice or something. <laughs> but um, mm-hmm. but uh, he's kind of the head of this organization called Criminal uh, Crimson Dawn. Yeah. Um, and well, we find it, or, or is he? <laughs> right, right, right. That's what we think at this point in time. And um, so Beckett owed them this shipment, and they were going to retire on it. And of course, they didn't get it. And he's like, "Hey, look, kid, your name isn't anywhere near this. You can just go. You you and." You and Chewie can go. And he's like, no, no, no. We're going to make it up to you. But when you make it right, we still want our cut. And so they go and he's like, hey, buddy, if you're in this, you're in this for life now. And so that's when they make the decision, him and and Chewie. And so um, they go to um, Voss and that's where he runs into – what's her face? Kira. Uh, Kira. And and she is all grown up. And, you know, uh, she he, she doesn't really go into how she survived, but she essentially says she never really got out. Um, she was in a bad spot. Voss helped her. And now she's kind of she's in working for him. Um, and that's when they go and meet and talk to Voss and they explain what happened. And, you know, Han comes up with the good idea 
to, you know, why don't we go get it where it is, what, what would they call it, uh, untapped or? Un- unrefined. Unrefined, yeah, um, on Kessel and then take it to a planet that can uh, fix it and 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 refine it and give it to Voss. And so, you know, they, they come up with that idea and apparently the Kessel is ran, run by a different criminal organization. And they're like, well, we have a, a, a peaceful treaty with them right now. And we, if we, we can't screw that up. So they're like, Hey, they don't know about us. We don't. And so they, that's what they do. Um, and of course she, uh, he sends her with him, um, uh, to get things done. And that's where I was like, Oh, is she going to kill him at the end? Is she going to try to kill Han? You know, what's going to, is she going to betray them? That's where like my red flags were going up. So what did you think about these characters? I, as at at, at the, by the film at that point, I thought, okay, Voss is, you know, your standard, I got rich being a crime Lord kind of deal. He's very, he, he, he has a tremendous amount of power and the his his status makes him feel completely untouchable. Yes. And oh, the the the, the Mandalorian he had a treasure trove of things in his office. Man, did he ever! But yeah, the the suit of Mandalorian armor was fantastic. Yes. And I I just I wonder I wonder was that just a was that just a nod of like hey by the way you know like this is some valuable stuff so he mm-hmm. has it. Or was that something that belonged to anyone in particular? Right. Yeah. Very. Who knows? I mean, I'm, I'm excited to see. Um, I'm not sure where the Mandalorians are at this point in time because they still exist. Yeah, but they got whooped. They like, got whooped. Like after um, the Mandalorian rebels, there was only a few left, right? Yeah. Because what? Well, and again, a lot of this is is EU stuff. Um, well, but, no, Rebels is not EU anymore. Well, but I mean, before... It never was, actually. Right, Rebels was always canon. But before that, like, the actual details of the Mandalorian War are are largely uh, right. still EU. But, you know, they got whooped, and there's not... There there aren't many. That's why Django was fine to sign up to, to clone. Because right. they're right. just... There weren't going to be... There weren't really any other Mandalorians left right. all that much. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so, you know, we see all the treasures in there. Um, and so anyway, they go off and, you know, they need to get a ship. So um, uh, they have the pilot, of course. Um, but the they, you know, um, Kara talks about the, uh, the guy in the galaxy that has been able to escape the Emperor or the Empire more than anyone else that she knows. Um, and of course, uh, they go and they get... Now, I don't know what planet it's on, but they go get Lando, and he is gambling, playing a game of Sabacc. Um, and, uh, you know, she talks to Han about um, he won this ship uh, that they need to, to use uh, while playing a game. So she kind of sets it up, She you know, and she's talking about him, and she's, you know, he he's smooth and all this other stuff and attractive and, you know, he, he's, he's really good at playing the game and Han is basically like, okay, basically he's like challenge accepted basically, you know, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, he shows up and this was our first, uh, this was them meeting each other. And we kind of talked about it earlier, but before you see Lando, you, you, you hear him and it's just dead on, uh, and the creatures around the table, the creature work was just phenomenal. 
yeah. I think. Yeah. So what did you think, man? What did you think? We, we, you already kind of talked about how you loved Lando in it. He just, he was, he spot on, man. He just nailed it. Capes and all. Like, just... Yes. Yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. When you see his cape room and everything. Oh, so funny. <laughs> and he, uh, she puts later in the movie, she puts something out with it. And he's like, that's what did he, what did he scream? I can't. It was that's a, one of a kind or something like that. It's something it's something like that. But even when he yells, like there's still so much control in his voice. Oh yeah. He doesn't it's not somebody who's like, I put on this calm veneer and then when I yell, like my voice runs away. It's still right. very like he's so in control of it. It's it's tremendous. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um but yeah, so we introduced to Lando and surprised me that Han loses the game now because I thought, oh, okay, here's the game, the legendary game of how he won the Falcon from, um, from Lando. Um, I like that he called him Han. Yeah, and he corrects him because in the in he throughout the original movies, uh, he kept calling him Han. Um, so I thought that was a nice touch. Yeah, uh, and uh, he, he kind of does that though. He's like, it's Han, but that's okay. Um, we find out Lando cheats. Um, cheated and won the game and then afterwards you know he's like hey uh, where's my ship at you know and I like the whole uh, what did you get with uh, with Han with with uh, what did he call Chewie I don't know but anyway um, it was clear her him and Kara know each other and they got to talking and she explains that she needs the ship um, the fastest ship in the, the galaxy the fastest hunk of junk in the galaxy, I guess is what they called it. Um, and uh, this is where we meet L3. What did you think of L3? L- I- L3 was a woke droid. Oh, totally woke. Like straight up. And the fact that, the fact that her name was L337, yep. the fact that she was elite droid yep. did not yep. just i thought man this is just this is almost too self-aware it's yeah all, it's it's just it's so on the verge oh yeah when when he's like is there anything you want and she's like equal rights that's what i was like okay <laughs> i rolled my eyes just like lando did <laughs> but it's it, because it's interesting because you really yeah. do it does make you wonder you know are droids you know should there be droid rights and i know they've kind of right. They dipped into that some, I think, on Clone Wars. Yes. I think they did some of that. Not so much in Rebels, but I know they did in Clone Wars. And you, you kind of stop and think for a second that that they do seem to have different personalities. Oh, so for sure. So are, are they their own species? And I know there's plenty of, of expanded universe lore about droid uprisings and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, we, oh, yeah. we and we'll come to we'll come to the a little further on in the idea of of, of that in a bit yeah. but it's 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 interesting like that was yeah. that was definitely a character that i would that i hope we see more of somewhere yeah they did something just new and different in this movie with droids and i loved it i li- like that bb88 is something very different i like that um the droid from rev from um rogue one is was very different um, I like that uh, L3 is very different. They're, it's not just like, I'm a protocol droid and here I am. 
you know, uh, they're doing something very different with these. And, and I, I like it. I really do. I like that we first meet her in, was it Ron Howard's brother is in charge of the, <laughs> the, the robot fights. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and she's like, you can be free. Don't listen to them. You've, your, your brain's been, your your you've been wiped or whatever. Um, her scene with her opening up the fence and she's like, I can see you looking at me. I can feel you looking at me. <laughs> um, and of course they go and get the ship and the ship is impounded and they take 5% off of Lantos. <laughs> that, was, like, that was great. Like I love, I love the smuggler back and forth. Oh yeah. It was so Lando when he, he was like, I don't agree with it. I don't like it, but I accept it but I accept it. <laughs> and that is, that is a quote you will see forever now. Yeah. And it's, and it's, oh, yeah. and it's in the delivery. It's not, he's not like, I don't like it and I don't agree with it, but I accept it. It's very much just, Oh yeah. I don't like it. I don't agree with it. I accept it. Yep. Was, yeah. And it's, oh, God, it's so good. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was really good. Yeah. Donald Glover's man. He stole some scenes. Um, and then, of course, we're introduced to the Falcon and how shiny and pristine it is and just how different it was when when Han has it. Han. Well, it had a it's, f- it had a full nose. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I liked how they kind of explained because a lot of people were like, well, how how can in episode three there's not the notch? Now there's the notch. And I think they said this was a different ship entirely. But they've also made it a point to say that Lando has uh, changed a lot of things on it. Yeah. Um, uh, and that was one of them was he added the notch. He actually mentions that um, when he's explaining the ship and some of the things he'd done with it. Did you see some of the Easter eggs in the ship itself? Uh, pr- I, I, none jumped out at me. Um, at well, least not that he I... has a model of Cloud City. Really? Yeah, as in, like, this is something that I would like to do one day. Except that when he talked about, like, when they said, oh, yeah, we're going to go to Kessel, oh, mining colonies are, are the worst. Like- yes, yeah. <laughs> but then again, I mean, that doesn't necessarily need to be a mining colony, right? That, that the, the, what they're all living on, the... the, the- yeah, but Bespin. he was in. A, he, but he was a mine administrator. I mean, Bespin as a city was was supported by the fact that it was a it was a mine. True, but the city itself in the sky was just the city, though. Right? I, I, fair enough. Yeah, that's fair. I think the, yeah. the the irony being that he wound up in the job of of being yes. a mining administrator. Fair enough. Fair oh enough. yeah. So well, I mean, that's another Easter egg. Yeah. Where he was like. Yeah, you, you wouldn't believe. But yeah, we see escape room. Um, it's the, it's it just echoes from Empire Strikes Back where instead of C-3PO interrupting, it's Beckett. Uh, and he's like, am I interrupting? You know, um, uh, that was cool. You see his living quarters. Um, that was all awesome, I thought. Um, uh, and then we go on to um, the Kessel Run. So we kind of find out what the Kessel run is we've heard about this thing for so long um we talk about parsecs and for the longest time there were debates parsec is not is not time it's distance right yes and now this and this finally puts it to rest it is distance (laughs) yeah it is distance and i thought that was very clever um and all these things we keep talking about i have talked to people where they just roll their eyes and i'm like it is star wars it's supposed to be fun it's like little things them doing those things go over the eyes of a lot of people who don't really pay much too much attention they're just in it for the fun yeah 
but it's for us. It's like they wrote that for us. Um, and you can be cynical about it, but I fucking loved it. I absolutely loved it. Um, so they go into the cloud thing. Now I never, I didn't expect this. I didn't think Kessel was a place necessarily. Yeah. This, the spice mines of Kessel. I know, I know. And apparently they mentioned it right at the beginning of, uh, doesn't C3PO mention it? I, I, I rewatched uh, new hope. Some, and somebody does. It's C-3PO. He's like, we'll end up in the spice mines of, of Kessel. I was, I was, I never caught that before. Yeah. Yeah. But C-3PO is talking to R2 about where they're going to end up. We'll be sold to blah, blah, blah. We'll end up in the spice mines of Kessel. Like, okay. <laughs> I was like, oh shit. <laughs> like C-3PO <laughs> mentions it at the very beginning of the movie, uh, which is cool. Um, but, but yeah, so we see that we see, you know, the, the, the cloudy way to get there and what's in the clouds, all the, you know, all the asteroids and creatures and whatnot. Um, so they get to the mines, they get into the mines, um, and they have this plan of what they're going to do. And of course, Chewie and Honor are, um, uh, acting like they're prisoners. They go off. That's um, not an allusion to, that's not a callback. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, and, uh, I like that Chewie found um, Wookiees and he was like, look, I got to free them. Like, I can't just not do anything. And Han was like, I understand. Like, I hope I see you around. And he throws him the stick. And I thought that was a little cool moment. Like, he he's like understood. Like, look, look, go what you got to. I'll cover for you. Just do what you need to do. Yeah. Um, and did you know that was Anthony Daniels playing that younger Wookiee? He was the younger Wookiee? He was the younger Wookiee, yeah. I knew he, he was, was I, I knew he was in that scene, but I didn't know he was a younger Wookiee. Well, he was the he, he was I mean, the other one that they showed the most of, the one that was he looked younger. He didn't look like Chewbacca Wookiee. He looked like a like a teenage Wookiee. Right, I know which one you meant. Yeah, the skinnier one, but but that was him apparently. Huh. Um, cuz they wanted them to share a scene together. And if, this was the first movie R2D2 and C3PO hasn't shown up. I disagree with that because R2 is clearly shown early on in the film. He is. He was uh god, what the hell scene was it? But I know there was R2. Is he not on the yacht? No. Is I he... remember seeing his type of droid, but not R2D2. But man, it's not like they've been very clear about like the different versions of R2 units. Right. And like R four and everything, like all the astromechs have been different. There's never been a duplicate, and I know, right. I know R two D two when I see it. Mm. I know that was R two D two. Well, we're gonna have to watch it a million more times to find out. Agree. It's uh, you're on. But and yeah. and and here's the thing: it's not outside the realm of possibility either. Oh no no no! Because no. R two was still in in uh, in the well, in the Organa household employee at that time. Yes. So, yeah, so if there was someone there that represented them, but I don't see them hanging out with. I see, I see the them Crimson Dawn. I could still see them using him as a spy, though, knowing you know. Well, because here's yeah, the thing: because because Bale knew, you know, Bale knew the Jedi. He knew mm-hmm. what they had done. He would have been briefed on R two D two. You know, mm-hmm. that he was he was given the droids. Oh yeah. So he knew he knew what they were. That's why he had C3PO's databank white. Oh yeah. So no, I, that makes sense. They could have been spying. You're absolutely right. Look, hey, it's a possibility. Like I said, we're gonna have to watch it's, it. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 one thing that like it's it's completely within the realm of possibility. But I'm just yes. like I I know that was R2D2. It had oh, yeah. to have been. 
Oh yeah. Well, did you notice that when um, when they got off the ship in Kessel, Kara said that she was an associate of the Viceroy for the Trade Federation. Yes, caught that. And how confused they looked. Yes. Because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're like, what? The Trade Federation. Um, and uh, of course, Beckett had um, the same outfit that Lando, that Lando wore. wore. Yeah, that same that same prison guard mask That's and everything. Security. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then I thought it's they you know when they start to take over the control room we get to my favorite easter egg of this entire movie yep and it was one that i am sure so many people just complete just don't, even people who know it don't know they know it right because it was such a bizarre easter egg i was what like i almost flipped out mm-hmm. and i was like the only one like it didn't register on anybody else i was looking around what mm-hmm. really yeah and it was it was so bizarre. But oh, I totally it, got it. The second, I, I think people, no, did some? I think someone clapped in our someone, like they they got excited. Nice, <laughs> good. I, I freaking hope so, because yeah. like it was a terrible game, but I loved it. But yeah, you know, as soon as she she takes that dude down and 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 they're like, what was that? She's like, oh, I was trained in Terrascasi. I was like, yeah. are you? Did they? What? Yeah. Oh <laughs> did yeah. They, did they actually it's, do that? Oh yeah, it's in that game. It's also in the Shadows of the Empire book, yeah, um, as well. So like, it's it, this is this is legend stuff. This is awesome, and now it's totally real. So yeah. everything in that video game happened. <laughs> <laughs> Luke Skywalker fought off against. I don't know. You can play the pig guy in it. You know, you can do anything. Um, but but uh, yeah, dude. Yeah, when they said that, that was one of my favorite things too. Because I liked I liked L 3s reaction. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. like she's never seen that before <laughs> that was fantastic and and her uh you know taking uh, that was another that was another um throwback when she um when she took off the restraining bolt yes off the uh, off the r2 unit or whatever it was and she's like go free your brothers and sisters i don't care and that's exactly what happens <laughs> and and started a revolt a revolt like <laughs> yes <laughs> oh yeah, started a revolt and uh, just went crazy with it. It was it was it was fantastic. It was and... it was it was fun and it was kind of silly. Just seeing like had it been people, it would have been so much more serious. But like these are just like a hodgepodge of droids, mm-hmm. and they're like, "What the hell do we do? We don't know. We just don't want to do this crap anymore." <laughs> well, right. tear freedom. it all down, <laughs> freedom. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. That's funny. Good times. Um, yeah. No, I was reading that apparently this isn't the first revolution of the Kessel Mines. Apparently this happens a lot there. There's a shock. <laughs> yeah. Because if you think about it, it's still happening in, 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 in uh, A New Hope. If if C-3PO knows about those Kessel Mines. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah. So it's – so that those – yes. This whole sequence was just awesome. Um, and, and Han gets the stuff. He gets out of there, um, and then they uh, Chewie comes and helps him out, um, and they escape. And I, I loved the you know Han throwing him the gun or Lando throwing him the gun, and they're just shooting it out, and and they get off the planet. And I just thought that whole sequence was awesome. Um, and then at the end, when L three went down, and we saw Lando lose it. Yeah, yeah, 
And uh, I like that it was kind of a, a tie back where, you know, L3 was talking to Kara about, um, you know, she's like, what are you going to do about your little problem? Um, clearly, you know, you're owned by the this Crimson Dawn, but this kid is in love with you. What are you going to do about that? And she kind of jokes around. She talks about how Lando's in love with her, but she doesn't see him that way. Um, and you know, she's kind of in the same predicament and they kind of laugh it off and she's like, how could that work? And she's like, it works. Um, (laughs) and then you see later on Lando definitely, man, he, he was heartbroken when she went down. Yeah. Um, and this is like, this, that's what part I'm talking about when we were saying we just saw a lot out of Lando that we just didn't see in the beginning. Um, and this is where he just, man, he breaks down and Chewie has to go pick him and her up and rush them into the ship and, just you know her last words like what's happening what's happening and then she's she's gone um and i this is just not something i saw coming when they're going through the kessel run you know um han is like there's there's a blockade you know and and lando's like we have to drop our shipment there's nothing we can do and han's like no there's that's not an option and it kind of throws back to the beginning of the movie where han was like hey we got to drop this yeah (laughs) you know um but now we realize like there's no other option they have to take this to where they're going um and he gets the idea of putting l3 in the ship and now it makes sense why this ship is so special when it comes to navigating and everything, because that's what her unit does with yep. GPS and, and whatnot. <laughs> um, that, you know, and it, it, it throws back to, see, I guess the 3PO in Empire when he's told to talk to uh, the Falcon to figure out what's going on, um, you know, because <laughs> of all the issues it had in that movie. Yeah. And he's like, it had a particular dialect. That's and now you know dialect. why. Yeah, it's great. Yep. Um, and, and it shows that exact, her exact, you know, screen, her helmet or whatever is in that movie. So, um, I, I loved it. I thought it was great. Um, and of course they go through that and dude, this whole, this whole part was just awesome because this is where you finally see Chewie sit down and he explains he's 190 years old and, you know, uh, and, and he knows what he's doing and they're, they're, they're perfect together. They're peanut butter and jelly. Um, and they trust each other, which is so important. And, you know, they're doing their maneuvers and this big squid thing comes out of nowhere. Um, and it just looks crazy with all its different eyes and tentacles. And when it's when its skin is being pulled back into this maelstrom, I was like, that is so cool. Yeah, was, they, they didn't have wicked. to do that. <laughs> you know, they didn't have to show that and they did. And it was great. Um, of course, they take the stuff that's in the ship. They, they put a drop in it and they they get out of there. And My, that's how they do it. And I like how it changes. He's like, we did it in – he, no, he, he said we did it in 12 uh, parsecs. And Chewie's like, rah, rah, rah. And he's like, well, if you round down. Because on the screen, if you notice, it's like 12.8 or 12.9. Oh, okay. It's, yeah. There's a quick – there is a quick little nugget in there of like it, uh, it should be 13. Right, And right. he's like, oh, if you round down. My, and, and Ray asks him in in A New Hope. I'm sorry, in not A New Hope, in uh, The Force Awakens. She's like, I heard you did it in uh, 14 parsecs. Yeah. And he corrects her. He says under 12. In like 12. it changes even more. It's great. <laughs> yeah. But I, I I loved my favorite part of that scene was that they was the score was from the asteroid belt in Empire. Yes. Yep. I love mm-hmm. that. I was like, I, I, I'm in. I get it. That's, oh, that's, that, I was a kid 
Yeah. It was that, such a... that, that was a scene people cheered. Um, and that was right after Chewie sat down in the seat, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's when people just lost it. And I was like, this is, this is, dude, what more can you ask for for a Han and, and Chewie movie? Like, I that that thrilled me. Yeah. Um, of course, and it's, you know, like a rhyme. It's, taught, it's right at the beginning of the movie where, you know, he turns it sideways and whatnot. And that's exactly <laughs> what he does. And so they escape. They go to, what's the planet they go to? The one where they're refining the... Um, Calaxium or whatever. Oh, I I do not know. Um, so, uh, a... Severine. Oh, okay. Severine. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, and oh, and uh, some of the things they were talking about when they're trying to figure out what planet they could go to to refine it, they talked about Scarif. Yes. Yes, yeah. they did. <laughs> they mentioned Scarif and how that would be impossible. <laughs> um, and uh, at some point in time, they mentioned the location that um the star wars land at disney is but i forgot where at but they mention it um but anyway um so now they go to that planet to refine i like how the ship lands and they just they have to immediately get it out um and the marauders from the beginning of the movie have been tracking them this whole time uh they kind of met up with them at the finish line because they knew they were going to show up there. Yeah. Um, and this is when we find out that it's actually, it's a kid. It's a little girl that is in charge of them. And she explains that, um, these people have come to each of their planets and just villaged and raped and taken everything, cut off the tongue of the elders or whatnot. And that organization is the crimson, um, sun, right? Crimson sun. Dawn. Dawn, Crimson Dawn. I was close. <laughs> um, and uh, they've had enough of it, and they, they're they starting a rebellion. And I thought that was cool, that, that Han is like, you know, we got to help them. Um, the fact that he helped the re- and helped fund the beginning of the rebellion is crazy, <laughs> um, which is ironic and just everything. Um, yeah. But anyway, he decides to help them, and Beckett is like – I don't know about this kid. I'm going to get out of here. I suggest you do too. Uh, so he's, and he tells me, he's like, ah, I hear about a job on Tatooine, big, big time gangster putting a crew together. And, uh, so he leaves <laughs> yeah. and he exits. Yeah. Um, and Han and them come up with a plan. They go up and they talk to boss cause he shows up, <clears throat> excuse me. And, um, then they, uh, it all goes down and, um, Voss from the from the get go knows that it's a setup. Um, he knows that Kara has, has betrayed him. Uh, we find out that moment that Beckett comes in, and we find out that he's betrayed all of them. And um, and basically, Han's like, "Hey, I I figured you would do this." Well, and it turns he- out the stuff uh, is real. That's up there, um, the Calaxium or whatever. And the stuff down below are not, and that they're just a bunch of elderly people in the outfits, and that the real marauders come out and attack his soldiers, and and so kind of all hell breaks loose. Um, and um, Beckett uh, ends up leaving with Chewie, right? Yeah, and the Coaxium. And the Coaxium, and so it's just Han, Kara, and Voss in the room, and uh, they fight, and she ends up killing him using. Tarakoski, or how do you pronounce it? Tarakoski, yeah. Tarakoski, yeah. And so, um, what did you think of this whole sequence? It was a, good, it was well done. It's like I liked yeah. it, and I loved the way it ended. 
yes. the way that that she because she's got that that forked blade and mm-hmm. just the way that she swung that around it took me a second to see because i was like oh, wait a minute she didn't stab him what the hell happened oh she had the thing okay yeah yeah it was it was it was a really nice touch and you went okay this is definitely not a woman to mess with no very dangerous um and now we might have learned who trained her because uh, it was in this uh, moment she sends um han and she's like look you need to go save chewy and get the coaxium i will stay here and get some stuff so that we can get a, a ship and get off this planet there's a ton of jewelry here i'm right behind you and that's when i knew she was not going to i didn't know what she was going to do i thought maybe she was going to die i thought maybe like if he dies, whoever's tapped, whoever's been, uh, you know, whatever that mark is, yeah, will also die. Kind of as as an incentive to not betray me. Like you want me to, you want me to live because if I die, you die. Kind of deal. Like how crazy would that be? Yeah. And so for whatever reason, I had that in my head. I was like, okay, she knows she's dying. He's leaving, but that's not what happens. She gets his his power ring or whatever his, his decoder ring basically decoder ring <laughs> puts it in the thing and then suddenly we get a uh we start getting this this like sith music yeah and you're seeing up on the screen um like a you know it, it is a projection or whatever but it's shadowy and it's a guy in a hood and i'm like who is this is this the emperor but no it's very young um, and then when they reveal who it is, what did you think of Darth Maul? I, I, I cleared the row in front of me. Yeah. I leapt out of I literally leapt out of my seat. Yeah. I could not. As soon as that hood went back, I freaked. Yeah, I oh, yeah. Absolutely. Some of my theater was like, what? I, Are you kidding? <laughs> I absolutely lost my mind. Yeah. I was, holy crap. And then suddenly it all fit because he was somebody else. He was someone who knew Terrace Cassie. So, of course, that's yeah. who trained her. Like, all of these things suddenly made so much sense. The Crimson Dawn? Yes. And <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, my sense. God. And he's got the the better made robot legs. So this is sometime yeah. before. It's sometime between. Rebels. It's between Clone Wars and Rebels somewhere. Yes. It's and it, I'm so oh my it's, god. <laughs> it's in that big space that we don't know what happened with Maul. Yeah. All we know is he ended up on Dathomir, which he's still he's on that planet now. Well, we know he tells her to come to him. Yeah, because we know that once his you know like his his brother dragged him back, like Savage dragged him back right. there, and he got healed. And but like at the end of Clone Wars, he's kind of off whatever, and he <laughs> builds up. You know, we know that he starts to kind of build up an underworld presence. Well, that he 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 united the underworld and then destroyed the underworld. That's right. right? Yeah. And then so it was kind of like the ashes of that come all of these other groups. Yeah. Um. So this is all an unknown time with 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 the uh, with the underworld. We know there's the huts. We know that there's Crimson Dawn. I'm sure the Black Sun is in there. Um. I, I think this this and this is what I was talking about earlier. I want the Boba Fett movie, the Obi Wan Kenobi movie. I want all of these to be like crime syndicate movies, yeah. where there's just different leaders and we kind of see them and we kind of we fill out that world because at the beginning of this movie, that's what this movie is about. It talks about the coaxium and it also opens up with there's basically chaos in the new Republic. And it's just bunch of, of crime syndicates. That's what's, that's what the beginning of this movie is about. Uh, Han Solo is essentially working for one, uh, with that, w- with what's her face. It's just on a smaller level. Yeah. Um, 
And this is where this is where the whole empire thing comes into play because uh, the the emperor is trying to bring balance to the to the to the galaxy and peace to the galaxy. Um, and these these crime lords are 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 kind of running rampant, I guess, at this point. So it's 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 such an interesting time frame, and it's it's uh, it, I I don't because they're. Maul and Han Solo, can they be in the same room together? Because he doesn't believe in the Force. No, but they could. Like, here's the thing: because by this point, he's not Darth Maul anymore. It's just Maul. That's true. He's just Maul. So, so he's, maybe he's, he just knows him as Maul, and he's a really good fighter. Yeah, he's not a Sith. He's just he. He could just be. Oh, he's a crime boss, and you don't cross him, and blah blah blah. He doesn't. He and he's. The the thing is, like, Han is not surprised by a lightsaber in A New Hope, either. Right. So it's not like it's something... Either either he's 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 just like, okay, yeah, there were lightsabers and this guy's got one. Great. Or he's seen one before, so it doesn't phase him. Mm-hmm. So I'm just... I'm wondering, you know, does he see Maul fight? You know, like, yeah. you, could, you could do that. You could have... You could have a confrontation. Sure. No problem. That's true. Um, That's true. It's he. He might not like, uh, maybe move stuff or something. <laughs> he might not like, because isn't that what Han says? He's like, I can now. I need to rewatch that scene. M- maybe he was just saying that he doesn't believe in the forces and something that is controlling everything. Yeah. What? What? Old superstitions and hokey religions. Right. I think is right. What he right. Says. So it's yeah. I. I. It's more. And Maul was not. You know, when we see him in 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 film, at least he's not a force guy. He's a duelist. Right. He's right, a fighter. He's he's not one for for force tricks. He just he wants to fight. Right. 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 Exactly. You're absolutely right. I think the only time I remember him really doing force stuff was in Rebels when he pushed uh, what's his face across a you know a distance so he can go into the Jedi Temple and that's really it. Yeah. Uh, or the Sith uh, to get the Sith holocron or whatever. But yeah, dude. So this could totally set Maul up. Um, um, and it was one of the biggest surprises that I am just so glad I did not know going into the film. Yeah. Because um, I saw a lot of people. Well, how could this be spoiler if we already know what happens? It's like, look, Here's they've included <laughs> things in this movie that you would it would suck to get spoiled. Yeah. Um. And I'm so glad that I was surprised because it's especially stars film. It's so hard to surprise people with something these days. And this is essentially what the Marvel films does. But instead of the after credit scene, they're like, we could just put it right here. Yeah. Um. And this sets up now. It, it just expands it to where it's like this just totally if there was no, you know, people have been wanting vindication for for rebels and clone wars and this is it if there's not obviously he came from the movies but for him to to die the way they did uh in episode one and then the journey he went on in the animated shows to come back like this and all of us when we saw the lightsaber that's an inquisitor lightsaber when we see the legs those are the those are the normal legs the normal robot legs so he's been on a journey we know about that the rest of the audience is going how is he still alive yeah what they're all questioning wait what what how you know and i i loved those conversations leaving the theater i could hear people i was like oh my god um but yeah man it's i loved that that's that scene um and so she's going now to him she is loyal to him so i think what she was trying to do was save han 
Yes, I agree. I absolutely yeah. agree. She totally sacrificed herself to save the one she loved him. And she sacrificed, you know, uh, that relationship to, so that he could go and live a normal life. Well, because she never even mentions him when he says what, what when Maul yeah. questions her about what happened. Well, it's all Beckett. It's all Beckett did this and Beckett did that. Exactly. So she saved him. And so that Han can now go have adventures on on Tatooine with Chewie and you know we know we know what's going to end up happening this is like 10 years though they could totally do two sequels to this um which I think they will um I hope they do because I want to see them go to Tatooine and I want to see them just interact with all the creatures and stuff there and I want to get back to that stuff uh that's one thing I loved about this film is there was a lot of aliens from the original movies in this yeah um, and I really dug that. Um, there was even some from the prequels when, you know, the, some of the pod racers and stuff like that. <laughs> um, and this is a big, you know, this was a huge deal bringing Maul back because this just, the, the people that were mad at the sequ- the prequels, like, Hey, look, here's Maul. Here's, we're now making this like, is we're not shying away from talking about the prequels anymore. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm, I'm happy about that because Maul to me was one of the best things about the prequel. Um, uh, that music and everything is so good. Um, but that's it. And then, it, I, Oh, and one final thing. And I, I thought this was such, so just well, it was just written so well. Um, is that when Han goes to save Chewie and he stops him and they, they talk for a minute and he's like, now I'm going to teach you the best, the, 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 either the best lesson or the only lesson you should know. And then Han shoots him. Yeah. And it was great because it <laughs> ended the debate once and for all. Yep. Han shot first and, and uh, this is him, yeah. you know, learning that lesson. And, um, you know, he's like, I was going to shoot. And I like that. They didn't even say it. They did not have to say it because the audience understood it. They were yeah. just like, that's it. Han shot first and of course he's going to shoot first because if you sit there and talk they're going to they're going to shoot you yeah um so it was perfect I thought it was good and then you know once he was shot they both kind of like hey look man I I I I tried to warn you and you know no hard feelings basically and Han was there when he died so you know it was it was bittersweet because I did like the Beckett character. I feel that Beckett wouldn't have done that unless he felt the need to. And I think when he saw Han go soft, he was like, "I gotta save my ass here." Um, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Like he wasn't an evil character. He was just he was in for his own and tried to warn him, like everyone's gonna betray you. Uh, which is just that that just that goes with Han throughout the entire journey that we see him in and all the other star Wars movies is that Han always think, and it goes with his last name. He always thinks someone's like, like I just helped you. I'm going to leave because I don't need any of this stuff with, with, with the rebel Alliance. And then of course he is who, who, you know, Kara says at the beginning, I know who you are. You're the good guy. Yeah. And that just sets up Han for the rest of the series. This movie really does. And it, it just it, it, it sinks in that, of course, Han is the good guy, even though he's trying to portray this this this, you know, I don't know. He's trying to this this rebel or whatever. He's the good guy. Uh, and I thought that was really cool. I like that he funded the rebel, the rebel. Alliance. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He, that, that was so cool. And her character could totally show up in nine. She's young enough. Yes. Yeah. And I, and I think maybe they set her up 
to where we might see her in nine as an elder with that outfit on. It's possible. It's very possible. Which would be really cool. That would be a fun callback. That would be a fun callback. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. I just, I thought it was great. I, well, there wasn't that much from it that I didn't like. Well, we're, we're forgetting the last scenes though. Oh yes. So yeah. And what was the planet they go to? I, they never say. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they go to like a tropical planet. It'll probably be in like the art book. It'll say, which I'm getting tomorrow. I'm sure why I am not surprised. (laughs) Yeah. I ordered that actually today I should be getting it. Yeah. I ordered it yesterday. It was one day uh, delivery. So yeah, man, I'm going to wake up and at some point, uh, when you're hearing this, I'm going to be pouring over that book. I can't wait to jump into there. Yeah. It should, it'll probably say, yeah, it will. Yeah. Yeah. I'm probably even going to get like the, uh, the one for the designs of the models and stuff like that. I usually don't get those, but I, I, I don't know. I want to. Um, but anyway, so <clears throat> yeah, they go to that planet and Lando's playing another game. He's, he's smooth talking someone. Um, and uh, they kind of reenact the scene from, <laughs> from Empire Strikes Back when Han Furtz meets Lando and he's like, you got a lot of nerve coming here. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, they act like they're going to fight and then they hug. And that's exactly what happens here, except Han realizes that he's got a card and he takes it. Yep. Um, and then they sit down and they play and uh, Han wins and Lando goes to use his his uh, card from his sleeve and it's not there anymore. And he says fair and square and that's the exact line from empire strikes back where he says i want it fair and square yep (laughs) um it was such a cool such a cool moment this is uh, i uh, man this movie it it had no right being this good with all of the behind the scenes nonsense no there was so much drama and so many issues and so many people worried about everything and it turned out if if it hadn't been for that this would have been a met expectations movie which yes. which is not a bad thing, but people would have thought, okay, I want to see something really good, and they would have, and that's what they got. But as it turned out, I'm sure people went into this going, uh, I don't know, right? Like this 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 could be a train wreck, and you know, part of it was because there was a train and they wrecked it. But you know, <laughs> the actual movie was really good. Like I yeah. I genuinely did enjoy this. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I you know I think that. I, I think that Ron Howard did the best job he could with what he was given. Uh, and the actors were fantastic and the story was fun. You know, not everything has to be this big epic Skywalker galaxy changing destiny, whatever. It doesn't have to be that we're going to get those. We're going to get plenty of those. Um, I like th- this felt like reading the extended universe book. And a really good extended universe book, um, and I would, I would, I, I want, I want two more. I want books, of, you know, books between those time periods, comics. I think Lando has a comic that just came out, um, so check that out. Um, but yeah, man, this this whole time period is just fun, and I, I really do hope we see Bo- the the Boba Fett and Obi in the same time period, so we can flesh out what's going on with all these characters, and they can some, you know, and then at the end have them all intertwine with each other, um, kind of like a Marvel Civil War thing, <laughs> but with these characters. Um, do you think if they do a th- uh, three the, the trilogy? Um, that they would end it with them at the cantina. I 
I think I don't think they ended at the cantina, but I think they ended with them headed to the cantina. Okay. Of like, well, what, well, you know, we got done with this job, but what are we gonna do? Well, we can't go here; it's too hot. And you know, you hear Chewie roar, and he's like, oh, "I don't really want it. There's, too, I don't want to go. Do we have to go back to Tatooine? You got a battle. You got a bounty on your head. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like I, I can't go back with 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 Jabba down there looking for me. Oh right. well, yeah, you make a good point. Where else are we gonna go? And say, yeah, all right, fine. We'll go back to Tatooine. <laughs> Man, I was expecting to see Jabba in the movie and um and Boba Fett, and they didn't. I'm surprised they didn't. I'm I'm okay with them not because they they put oh, yeah. in they put in enough where I'm like they 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 weren't missed. And I think if they had just tried to cram them in, it would have been it would have right. been too much. No, I agree. I agree, man. So that's it. So that's the only Star Wars we are going to get until Christmas time next year. Well, now, hang on, because we are going to get when does that because we'll get the streaming service before then. Do you think? Yeah. You think the show comes out next year before Christmas? Yeah, definitely. Well, hey, then I'm all for that. <laughs> and and hey, I mean, and we've got books. God, we've got books. Oh, yeah. Thrawn comes out next month or at the end of the month something like that yeah yeah right now i am i went crazy i uh, i am reading all the comics and everything right now i watched uh all of the movies um i'm trying <laughs> to think which ones i didn't watch um no, no no i saw the the three original and then i watched um well force awakens was the first thing i watched because i wanted to see his first adventure and then his last and it's it's fucking poetic. Yeah. It's so good. Um, and then I watched a new hope and it was, you know, all those, all the lines and everything. Empire strikes back. Of course, just so much of that and return of the Jedi. Um, and now I'm, I'm on to watch, uh, the force awakens and then I'm going to watch the prequels saving the best for last. Of course, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I'm saving the ones that don't star Han Solo at all. (laughs) Um, for last but but yeah man i'm i'm in star wars mode right now as you can tell i'm trying to read all the comics i'm reading the darth vader one the one that uh is all about right after he wakes up from um being pulled out of the lava river or whatnot yeah and being put together and basically the emperor like uh just treating him like shit and like and it's basically darth vader's journey to get his to create his red lightsaber um and to become vader and to you know there's some there's some interesting stories in there like it it talks about you remember in the prequels the um the lady in charge of the books yes yeah like it has her story and stuff like that what happened to her outside of uh what happened to her after everything went down anyway i'm sorry i'm talking but um (laughs) yeah the the comics are great so i've been reading a lot of those um but anyway man it's it's been a long episode (laughs) we're gonna go ahead and get out of here uh make sure you go to twitter at we geek podcast at the logan wit at adam Estep. make sure you go to our facebook group we geek podcast uh go ahead and join um make sure you go to apple podcast and subscribe to us and give us a review uh shoot us an email we geek podcast and gmail.com um and we'll be back next week i'll talk about the pokemon game um I'm still going through the Marvel movies. I don't know if you've caught up yet at all. I uh, I have to watch. Uh, I did watch Iron Man. 
I know I'm just I'm just I'm still just one back. I've got to watch uh, Incredible Hulk and then Iron Man two, and then so I'll we'll be take up. we'll t- we'll take a moment next week and we'll talk about maybe the first few movies, whatever you're up to. Um, we'll take a we'll take a chunk out and talk about like the first few Marvel movies. Sounds good. Um, and what we thought of them. And uh, I'm sure I'll be in full blown Star Wars mode. So prepare yourself <laughs> for being sidetracked. Uh, but yeah, man. Until next week, Cap- Captain. Captain.